I guess I probably need to watch my mouth a little bit more clearly because my father talked about probably getting into local politics. So I'm thinking maybe for the school board or because the okay. uh, our, the Democratic Party, I guess, locally in our area contacted him. I was thinking, ooh, hope he doesn't get canceled with my voice. But yeah, I probably need to watch what I say. So if he does go into politics, I guess fully endorse him. Sorry for my... Mm-hmm. Not sorry, I said what I said. Right. Oh no. Well, I'll support him as well. I mean, unless he does something crazy, which I don't anticipate. <laughs> <laughs> I don't anticipate that happening. Um Okay, uh, welcome back to, to Confrontational Millennials. This is uh, Nikki Ali. And I'm Belle Mars. Um, and it's, oh my God, guys, we're, we're four days, less than four days out from having an adult back in the office. How excited are you? Tell us on social media on a scale from one to 1,000, over 9,000. Um, <laughs> let us know. Let us know in the comments. Oh. We can go back to normal politics and not freak out. Like, have you heard what the president tweeted? I'm thinking, oh my god. I mean, this has been the longest goddamn four years of my life. I feel like I've aged 20 years. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god. Um, so you got a really interesting show for you today. I'm sure. Like at this point. If you've been listening, everybody pretty much knows what our political opinions are, but we're going to shove them in your face anyway for a whole entire hour and some change. (laughs) So um, we're going to talk directly to Joe Biden. I like how people say Joe Biden's name, by the way. It's never just like Joe Biden. It's just really quick. It's like Joe Biden. hilarious i don't know why joe biden and i'm like what are we his name is joseph so joseph if you're listening uh this is what we want to see change in america because we need it today right the fuck now um so we're gonna do that we're gonna play some shenanigans we might do something fun to take the stress off of ourselves at the end and um yeah yeah, that's the plan so do you want to start or should i start (laughs) i guess i'm gonna start i guess with Hopefully, one of my wish lists for the uh, Biden Kamala Harris uh, uh, administration is mm-hmm. to, is mostly the coronavirus. Yeah, because COVID nineteen. Because seeing how it just like ransacked through the whole country just really to me shows off a lot of weaknesses in the country. Mm-hmm. So, like for example, like our healthcare reform. Because I pulled up statistics according to the New England College of Medicine, fifty percent mm-hmm. of Americans receive healthcare through their job, and now most okay. people are without health insurance. Mm-hmm. So I think it was like health insurance through their job, because I think it's mostly American thing. It kind of creates this illusion of choice, thinking, oh, I have a choice of doctor. Thinking, no, you have the choice of what your job provides you. Exactly. Yeah. Um, I also, I did, so between the, so I guess we should preface it with this before we go even further, but uh, Mars and I, sorry, um, each like looked up some topics. So yours are what? Coronavirus, education, and you did one more thing, right? And also abortion. I pulled up abortion. some, uh, a good quote about Pete Buttigieg when it comes to abortion. So mm-hmm. it's depressing y'all yeah and then so i did i also did abortion and then i did um uh gun reform 
um, healthcare as well, and then climate change. So between the two of us, we have approximately like six things that we want to talk about. Obviously, like we should also um, disclaimer this, like that, like we're not, we're in no way, shape or form um, experts on either of these topics. We're just two American people who have political views um, that need to be addressed for the greater good because what's happening right now is not, it's not cutting it. So um yeah, I just wanted to say that. Um, please, like, do your own research. I'm going to have, like, a whole, and then Belmars, you can also send me whatever you use. We're going to have, like, a whole work cited ass page of places, because I know between, like, just for the four things I did, I have at least, like, 30 articles. <laughs> like, like, when I tell you I did a lot of reading this week, okay? And, like, everybody should do that. You should do a lot of reading. You should inform yourself about these topics so that when you do get into these debates with people or you have these conversations you can say well i know this this and this for certain for a fact because right. i got it from this place so like where's your receipts boo boo so we're providing you with this receipts boo boo <laughs> exactly exactly so yes please go on about healthcare. most people have to get it through their job yeah yes so it kind of creates this illusion of choice thinking okay mm -hmm. i have my choice for like more so what your job provides and yeah of that and i guess they like the new england college of medicine also push for like more access to for health care because you know it is kind of a wall and before people are already struggling paying for health care costs because they say like 68 percent of people um consider if they're going to get treatment based on how much treatment costs like thinking oh yeah. i need to get treatment for my diabetes right but i can't afford the diabetic uh medicine mm -hmm. so i'm just gonna skip it or like buy one round just ration it so i'm thinking there is like good rx and certain resources where you can probably buy medicine but it's kind of like your comparison my radical side thinking why should we compare medicine like we're comparing like where to buy a car but, exactly uh, yeah but the less radical side is that probably we can find a way to make drug prices a little bit more affordable because i know like a lot of um pharmacy ceos like mm -hmm. during the trump administration said okay we're gonna make lower the cost of certain like drugs and thinking y'all can do this before what's up with that right yeah um to add into that on the research that i did on healthcare, a lot of what is kind of a lot of what's blocking us from having like um healthcare systems like these other countries in which case like there's there's four major systems the u.s is fucking weird in which they use a combination of those four systems in order to in which is why it doesn't fucking work because it doesn't make any fucking sense i used to work in healthcare and i still can't entirely explain to you how how it works I can't because I'm just kind of like, I don't know. Like, it's a combination of between things are changing constantly. And and then it's also, or the, with a lot of these issues, you'll see that like the United States lets states run things too much. And there's no cohesion on a federal level say, mandating, okay, this is what you have to do. So, but back to my original point, like when we were, when I was looking up these like facts and figures and statistics or whatever about his systems, the reason that it works so well in other countries is because the government regulates how much money a doctor, a pharmacy, and like a big pharmacist company, pharmaceutical company can receive. So 
like a, if just looking at like in America the average um that a doctor will make on a lower end actually of the scale is like a hundred and eighteen thousand dollars a year something yeah, that's to that like primary care and mm-hmm. problem is there's also like a shortage of doctors and nurses to probably exactly because mm-hmm. we've been actually been warned about the doctor and nursing shortage mm-hmm. um so i mean there have been a lot of proposals on how to increase it like one probably get more nurses in teaching so you can teach more nurses mm-hmm. and like because i myself want to work in healthcare and want to go to medical school and become a doctor mm-hmm. um, but also the cost of being a doctor is a lot yeah too and i guess for also to tack on healthcare disparities because you know mm-hmm. that's a huge can of worms because you know black um people of color so like black people hispanic people and uh native people are more likely to get infected and die of coronavirus mm-hmm. than i guess uh non-people of color so i guess if you're white you're better off but also mm-hmm. men also die more than women i'm not sure mm-hmm. why but well I guess gender stereotypes. So I think also more like doctors of color because I'm guessing if you had like a black doctor, you'd be a little bit more trusting. Mm-hmm. Um, so kind of like now, I know it's like a lot of black people really don't trust doctors. They don't trust the vaccine. I guess historically speaking, with the Tuskegee experiment, yeah. like that, were a little bit more reluctant to get that vaccine. So they get more doctors of color. But I think mm-hmm. it'll probably they say take like. 300 years to fix the gap of like black and black doctors another thing is probably increased residency spots for doctors because mm-hmm. um, there is like a ceiling on how many people can become doctors get well you graduate from medical school and you get trained in a residency mm-hmm. to become doctors so then there's also like right now in the medical field there's a lot of burnout yeah i mean especially the past year I'm anticipating that a lot of people, once this is over, are either gonna retire or like they're they're leaving, like they're they're switching careers or something. Because this is like, I mean, just the culture surrounding this the, in in the United States. I don't know about wherever everywhere else. I don't live there, but just right. in the United States, the culture surrounding this virus is ridiculous. Y'all don't give a fuck about each other, and you don't give a fuck about these pro- medical professionals who literally wake up every day and then other medical professionals don't care about other men. I heard a, I heard, I was listening to another podcast the other day where this NICU, no, not NICU. She was an ICU nurse was literally going out. She was visiting New York to visit her brother on like a monthly basis or whatever. And she would go out to clubs and parties and shit while she was there. And it's just kind of like, you see, these people will see firsthand what happens and they still don't care. They still don't care. So it doesn't make any sense. So you're literally like this culture of like, we don't give a fuck. And that, and that's going to come back. That's going to circle back to a lot of these topics. Like this culture of like, I don't give a fuck about other people. That's not going to work. You're well, going to. Public yeah. health as well. Where it's like, okay, it's not just like you. I mean, yeah, I have a choice, but it's kind of like drinking and driving. Like, yeah, drinking yeah. and driving is a choice, but that choice can also affect other people. So I'm thinking a lot of people don't give a fuck about public health. And of course, I think also with coronavirus, it, I guess kind of another issue with coronavirus, I guess the hyperpolarization, like, oh, I'm not a democratic slave, I wear a mask. I'm just thinking, okay, protect human and protects other people. And yeah, the CDC did drop the ball earlier in the, in the 
pandemic, but yeah. a lot of people dropped the ball. I mean, nothing as worse as the Trump administration. I yeah. just, I can't get over that. Yeah, like just, it's, and like the idea, there, I will say this, with politics, a lot of people who are like, oh, I don't like to talk about politics because everything doesn't have to be about politics. Why are you making this a political issue? At the end of the day, political issues that you're talking about or issues of morality. It's right. not about like um, one side or the other. A lot of people, as you know, are literally in the middle of most issues. Like they're just kind of like, I see this side, I see this side, but this is what I'd like to see happen. Like yeah. this is political issues are an issue of moral standing. Like this is not, this is not about a Democrat or a Republican or whatever the fuck tea, green tea party, um, super saiyans, whatever. Yeah. Liberal, like whatever. It's about where you stand morally. And so, but on this, on COVID-19, I don't feel there is no Democrat Republican. It's, it's literally either you are going to follow the guidelines that people who do this for a fucking living are asking you simply to do or you're not and you don't care until it happens to you. Those are literally, those are the only two sides there are. Right. There's no like, there's no, I'm a Democrat and uh, I, I'm, a, I'm a sheeple and blah, blah, blah. There's no like, I'm a Republican and I'm a back, like I'm a whatever. No, I'm anti-government or some shit. No, it's, are you going to follow instructions to keep your life safe and other people's lives safe, or are you not? Exactly. <laughs> yes, and it does suck, because I'm thinking I was, I mean, I still grieve for the missed opportunities I probably had last year, like yeah. summer trips, graduations, parties, and bowling, like my old life, but I'm thinking all at the same time, I mean, we all have to make sacrifice. And I guess also another thing is the economy because they realize a lot of like unemployment's dealt at the state level. Mm -hmm. So, and like some states, um, um, unemployment is like hella outdated. So I think we probably need to update the infrastructure. So I think with the whole pandemic in the US, it really just shows the weaknesses in a lot of our infrastructure. So we probably need to rebuild everything from the ground up. Yeah. I don't know if realistically that's going to happen, but it should be what's happening. I mean, it did show a lot of weaknesses, especially the disparities in healthcare and who receives healthcare and who, like, I mean, you talked earlier about the Tuskegee experiments and how Black people are a little less, like, trusting. That still happens now. There are Black women who will go through labor in a hospital and are twice as likely to die as a white woman in labor because somebody will misdiagnose them or someone will straight up like a doctor will straight up like they'll they have these stereotypes in their brain they're like we can handle pain better just because our melanin is a little darker than yours <coughs> but you don't give me them goddamn drugs so that I <laughs> well i guess also i guess it might be also fucked up I mean, since they don't really trust Black people with pain, I guess not a lot of Black people are part of the opioid pandemic, epidemic. Well, no. I guess epidemic. Since, you know, they overscribe <laughs> white people and white people become addicted to that. So versus right. Black people thinking, nah, we just give you, like, fucking <laughs> non-opioid drugs. I mean, yeah, they can be addictive. 
So I think also the opioid pandemic, of which Jared Kushner is supposed to be in charge of, and also bringing peace to the Middle East. I mean, I mean, he probably did a great job at it. No comment. Um, <laughs> <laughs> okay, so let's let's come back to healthcare. Um, like I said before. They're definitely, like, starting with the COVID-19 pandemic, there definitely needs to be an overhaul of um, the healthcare. Obviously, Obama did. Now, let's also disclaim that, like, just because we voted for Obama doesn't mean that, like, we think that he's the end-all, be-all, like, he was the best president ever. No. He's a human being. He has fallacies. And we're here to, like, you know, um, what's the word I'm looking for? review those fallacies but we i will say i mean he did do and make lay a good foundation to ensure that the gap was closed and more people had health care nobody can deny that if you are you're an idiot i'm not talking to you um <laughs> he did he started something good but we still have this problem like we said earlier the the United States have this hybrid ass healthcare system that doesn't make any sense to anybody with sins outside of the United States. Like they're looking at us and they're scratching our, their heads because they're like, why don't you just do universal healthcare? You already have parts of it. Or why don't you do single payer healthcare? You have most of that in your structure. Why don't you just shift all the way over? And I'm going to say right now, I'm a proponent of single payer healthcare could only because I feel like that's the only solution that most of us can agree on i mean according to several studies um that were conducted by i think this was conducted by the harvard medical association most people already agree that we should be on a single payer system like 80 percent of people agree that we should be on a single payer healthcare system yeah get jeff bezos to pay for an elon musk yeah, fucking yes. Make them pay for it. I mean, okay, so in case people are like, what the fuck is a single payer? I did make notes. So a single payer um, healthcare system is um, so one entity pretty much acted like usually a government entity will act as a collector of all healthcare fees and payment and healthcare costs. And then um, you, so the, the, the services are offered publicly. So everyone is aware of like, you know, who offers what services, but it's paid. It's, it's like, it's paid for privately, I think is what I Yep. And so everyone gets coverage that way. Um, I think in the notes that I made, I I said that I was for the single payer system because you can still choose your own doctors because for people, like you said earlier, people are obsessed with the idea of choice. Like when I like my primary care physician and I don't want to, okay, fine. (laughs) You can still choose your own doctors. Um, and it also gets rid of this wasteful spending and shit that we're doing. It cuts down on administrative costs. When I did the research, and this article that I researched was a couple of years old, but it's only like it was talking about how we typically, let me see, we typically waste. As of 2018, we waste through, wasted $3.6 trillion. That's $1,100 per person. Um, 
we're the 11th wealthiest country in the world so that doesn't really make sense why we're we spend literally how much did i say here we spend literally like twice the average of other industrialized countries on healthcare and we still do worse so think about that we're the ele- we're not even the wealthiest there are wealthier countries who are spending less on healthcare and are doing better i.e. I think Norway and Switzerland, they make more money than us, and but they still don't spend that much on healthcare. Um, yeah. well, I think we, a lot of the middleman costs. Yeah. Is they overcharging things like, oh, let me go charge you $10 per Tylenol you take in the hospital when you have like an extended stay. Exactly. Somebody gave an example the other day on a, um, it was on this like, this post where they were talking about how somebody had overcharged when they went in for some i don't remember what kind of procedure it was but it was a band-aid on there on an itemized list and it was twenty dollars so the woman literally bought a box of band-aids for 25 dollars, gave them the band-aid and then said take it off of my bill like if that if you're so insistent on charging me 20 damn dollars for a single band-aid another man was charged 200 dollars for a scalpel and he went back and he said give me the scalpel that you used in my operation because i'm paying for it so i want it i want the 200 dollars scalpel and of course they refused to give it to him and he's like i'm just gonna keep coming back here and asking for the scalpel that you charged me 200 dollars for until you give it to me so they eventually just took the, the the charge off but that's the thing like it's like you overcharged on these administrative costs you uh what other things do we waste money on god damn it where are the notes <laughs> where are the notes um oof um yeah there's a oh no this is something else what i i I, most of it is on administrative costs honestly i think if i remember correctly um yeah most of it is on on administrative costs i can't remember exactly what else we waste money on but it, it was two other major things I feel like I have to look it up now. I'm irritated because I thought I wrote it down, but I didn't. But like the majority of it was was administrative costs, and it was ridic- It was a ridiculous number of like a number of a ridiculous amount of money. But it's just kind of like it, it's it, there should be a cost reduction strategy in place. We need to shift over to single payer. Um, and I think I read somewhere that some states were trying to make examples of themselves by doing something like that like they were trying to shift over to a a single payer type status um but it's slow to happen you know because (sighs) people can't get their fucking ass together honestly because if there's anyone more resistant to change it's the united states of america like for fuck's sake (laughs) but yeah in my opinion we need to go to a single payer system because that's the one i think that's gonna work the most and um everybody should be able to get coverage whether or not you have a a a job or not like it shouldn't just depend on if i'm able to get a job and sometimes like because we talk there's disparities in that as well right like you could get a job and they could have health care or you could like for instance my aunt she works for 
uh, an insurance company. Right. They don't get, they're run like small businesses. These, these chain insurance companies, the separate, like the one that's like, like a separate branch in the Southeast, it may or may not offer you healthcare. If there's only two to three people that work there, what is the purpose of them of, especially of corporate saying, here you go, here's a health plan, even one health plan for you. Here's us spending money on you when there's two to three people in this, in this branch. Right. They're not going to do that. It, well, A, because they're greedy, but B, because it's just like they figure like, oh, it's not worth it for us to cover two to three people, like pay separately for these separate branches. And so yeah. in, in places like like the 16-year-old, well, I, we shouldn't say there are people that, but grocery stores and things of the like, McDonald's, like some of those places, like these fast food chains, these these things that people call starter jobs, which is bullshit, but we don't have time to talk about that right now. They don't offer health care. Right. You're like, you're welcome. You have a job. Like this, <laughs> just, oh, it's ridiculous. I mean, Henry Ford did say happy worker, happy, well, forgot what he said, like thinking happy worker, you get happy work or happy worker, happy job. So therefore, I think he also is the one that pioneered like uh, the five day work week instead of working six days because he realized, okay, if you just work five out of the seven days, you have like time off and you can like Mm -hmm. buy cars and everything. Right. He was also anti-Semitic. But uh, he is. So he's awful, but he had a point. I I give it even to awful people. Like I give I give where credit where credit was is due. Trump is literally a demon in a flesh suit, but I will give him credit where credit is due on prison reform. And like I will I'll give him his points. I'll give him his one or two flowers, but then I'll take those flowers and I'll smack him in the face thorn side up because you're a bastard like i mean but yeah broken clock is right twice a day i'm thinking mm -hmm. one or twice okay you have a point or you have a point Mm -hmm. so yeah right exactly so that's my that's my joe that's my stance on healthcare. Just push us to the end, Joe, okay? You did some good work starting off. Now push us to the finish line, Joe, and just put in some policy and implementation for a single-payer system. Because this is ridiculous. You know this is ridiculous. There's still a gap, and, like, we shouldn't be having these, these issues. I think that's something that you really need to, like, make a priority in the next four years. You and Kamala. Mm-hmm. All right, Belmars. What else you got? Mm. Okay. And I guess really domestic terrorism in the U.S. Because mm-hmm. I remember several years ago, the Trump-appointed FBI director has said in front of Congress under oath that domestic terrorism in the U.S. is almost as equal, if as equal or even more than threat than foreign terrorism. Agreed. So, and also coming from the site, the Center for Strategic and International Studies, CSIS, that 67% of terroristic attacks and plots in 2020 came from white supremacists and other like-minded extremists. So two out of three. I mean, that's more of a threat than fucking ISIS. Yeah. So, 
and also you can see in like the most publicized um, events like the shooting in El Paso, uh, uh, whites, I think an extremist group, I think they probably might be the Boo Boo Boys, I'm not sure, I mean, mm -hmm. I should write that down, try to kidnap uh, Whitmer, because mm -hmm. I guess also related to the coronavirus, they didn't like the fact that they would have to go on lockdown and have to wear masks when thinking, let's go kidnap this governor. And also what we saw at, on the Capitol in January 6th of this year mm -hmm. with people storming the Capitol because they felt like um, their rights were being punished. So I guess it's kind of an example of like domestic terrorism in the US and mostly it's coming from the white right, the right wing Mm -hmm. um or and those anti-feminist groups you know who's trying to attack like different groups of people and well specifically politicians some people try to attack the media or i think also the maga bomber who was decided to mail a bomb to like different people that trump said like he tried to mail a bomb to kamala harris trying to mail a bomb to soros and a bunch of other people mm -hmm. and i think it's true another example of like domestic terrorism that I'm kind of afraid about, especially in America. So I'm thinking hopefully we can get that under wraps. Yeah, I think, um, I definitely think I want to tie that into the gun research I did, the gun law reform I did, because I mean, a lot of those, especially I looked at a map and I think it was on, um, let me not lie to you. Where's my document? It was on, um, everytownresearch.org it basically is a map of all of the mass shootings that have happened between 2009 and 2019 um obviously i there weren't as many mass shootings if at all in 2021 well, no i think there was a couple like the first two months yeah maybe and then obviously like we were restricted from going outside so less giant gatherings and less likely for people to do it um but it indicated all of the mass shootings in the last in those 10 years and obviously the biggest one was the las vegas incident like i want to say really quick to all of those people who lost someone in a mass shooting or in a school shooting like uh, rest in peace to your family members and um uh, i'm sorry this country has failed you so like freaking badly <laughs> um but it's just kind of like um i mean those were acts of domestic terrorism in my eyes like even if um it was a personal vendetta or something of that nature you have to look at it through a citizen and civilian's eyes like i'm not afraid that some um some islamic extremist is gonna bomb something somewhere um that's not what i'm in fear of my life for. or over some like north korean uh, apologist is going to blow me up or something i what I'm usually most worried about is that some white man is going to open fire wherever the hell I'm at. That's it. Or a police officer is going to shoot me or somebody that I love if, when they pull me over. That's what I'm worried about. And that second one is pr primarily because I'm African-American. Right. Even though most people, like, I'm a person of color. Like, that's... But it don't matter, like, uh, when I did the research, especially on school shootings, um, a lot of these... A lot of the victims are school shoot of school shootings are predominantly white. They happen in predominantly white schools, but the the people who you know commit these mass shootings are also predominantly white men. Right. And so it's like 
you have to look at it from this standpoint. Like you, y'all are worrying about the wrong things. Foreign terrorism, we haven't had really an incident like that since on, on this soil since 2001. Right. That was the last time. And that was a tragedy that was terrible, but it also created this Islamophobia that was not in any way, shape or form just like the right response to that, uh, to that, that incident. Like you have people who still to this day will like look at somebody with not even the right, like they'll, they'll look at somebody with a, with a turban on their heads and they'll think, oh, and that's not even, that, that's, that's a Sikh man. Right. That's not even the right religion. Like, and so you just have these fear of brown people like everywhere. And like what it where does that get you i'm not afraid of like like if i press it past somebody with a hijab on their head a woman with a job on their head on the street i'm not afraid if i pass a man with like a like a long beard on who looks like he practices uh islam he's a muslim like i'm not afraid i'm afraid of a white man with a backwards cap on and a make america great again shirt that's what i'm afraid of right like, and i guess also ties into also from the CSIS, they said, mm -hmm. I mean, all five fatal attacks and, well, since, you know, terror attacks were relatively low, like all the five fatal attacks, terroristic attacks, domestic mm -hmm. terrorism attacks in the U.S. Mm -hmm. all been conducted with firearms, one conducted mm -hmm. by Antifa activists, mm -hmm. one by a far-right extremist, one by an anti-feminist, and two by the adherents of the Boogaloo movement. Right. So, and, and mostly, they say mostly the low number of fatalities compared to the high number of terroristic incidents suggest that extremists in 2020 prioritized sending messages through intimidation mm -hmm. and threats rather than killing. Yeah. So I guess threatening messages. So I'm mm -hmm. thinking raise some. Oh, and I wish I thought of, I heard of a funny, well, I guess it's not really funny, but right now Bumble.com is getting rid of their political leaning. Um, mm -hmm option in their dating because they were saying how women change their like political leaning to conservatives to oust some guys who said oh yeah you think you like bag boys baby check this out i went to the Capitol on january 6th and then the women ended up pointed uh reporting these guys to the fbi so i'm thinking kind of like catfishing for dudes and thinking oh yeah i like conservative bad boys maga where were you january 6th Hey, I don't blame those women at all. Like, I think that's amazing. Sidebar, <laughs> sidebar, <laughs> as far as dating sites, I was watching Hulu and an ad came up for Match.com and it was literally like the devil getting paired up with 2020. <laughs> it's the funniest thing I'd ever seen in my life. I said, wow, what advertising. Match.com, whoever came up with that, they should get a raise. They should get erased because that was amazing. But yeah, no, domestic terrorism. Yes, I agree. Like these, I want these groups and anybody who are part of these groups outed immediately. And they should be, they shouldn't be. I think people constantly tell us, like, especially for liberals, like conservatives like to say this all the time. Oh, you're supposed to be the tolerant left. There's a quote, and I wish I had found it before this, this podcast, but tolerance does not i'm gonna i'm gonna paraphrase tolerance does not mean that i tolerate the intolerant tolerance means that i that i 
tolerate people with differing opinions from me. And, and that's like, whether or not you decide to have an abortion or whether or not, you know, you will think that Catholicism is the best religion. That's, that's tolerance. I don't have to tolerate hate. When you tolerate hate, you become complacent and you allow that hate to continue. That is not what we're here to do as a human society wholly. Like we don't, there is no tolerance for the proud boys or the, what, um, I can't pronounce, what did you say that that group was called? <laughs> the woo boys. Yeah, well, there's no tolerance for them. There's no tolerance for for uh, fascist groups like we don't have to have tolerance for these people because you're hateful and you're you're putting other people's lives at risk that's not tolerance that's complacency and the united states have been, has been on this idea of complacency for far too long that's why you saw all these people coming out including H- carrie hilson which fuck you girl why the fuck would you say that including these people going oh but this is free speech no bitch there's a difference between saying whatever you want and then getting away with saying whatever you want there's consequences to everything he said on twitter that should never have been protected speech what he said at that rally is not protected you incited violence ergo you face the consequences for that which are not nearly enough you getting kicked off of twitter i don't give a fuck about that what you need to be is in jail under the jail under the earth in the earth core (laughs) yeah what's even worse i'm thinking i also do want to say like Free speech, I mean, free speech means that the government cannot punish you. Exactly. So if I can say Donald Trump can suck a flat donkey dick, mm-hmm. I mean, the government can't stop me from saying that. I mean, but if Facebook, if somehow our, or wherever you listen to your podcast, listen to it and say, oh, we don't like this sexual content and they ban me, that's not censorship. I mean, I violated their uh, contract, their term, uh, mm-hmm. term user agreement. Mm-hmm. So, and I just think it's kind of hilarious thinking, oh, you're censoring us by taking off Parler and taking us off Facebook when we're losing our followers. I'm just thinking, well, actions have consequences. Also, fuck you, Ted Cruz and everyone on Parler. I mean, we no one really pointed out the fact that, you know, us liberals who are snowflakes and we enjoy our safe spaces. I mean, you kick liberal voices off of Parler. So I'm thinking, who's the snowflake now? Amen. So, so yeah, I'm I want these groups outed. I want all their names. I want them to face actual consequences and jail time. I don't want them to just be on a no fucking fly list. I don't give a fuck about that. I want these people to go to jail. And I'm not like a jail happy girl. Like I'm not like throw them all in jail. No, I'm not a jail happy girl. But I do think like when you do things like this. <laughs> You need to be in jail. Like that's the yeah. only cited violence or deprogrammed. Yeah. Oh. You I remember reading about one of my cults and there's this guy, he's known as Black Lightning. What? He stole Black Lightning's name? Well, it was like in the 1960s. So what they call him Black Lightning because he would just quickly grab people off the streets and kind of like try to deprogram because you know a lot of young people in the 60s and 70s want to go off in these cults cut off their families and mm-hmm. then not here so he would just kidnap them and like hold them down and kind of like do like a purging of their ideas like no you're an individual it doesn't matter what your leader says you're not going to move to the middle of a forest and you're not going to get like alien jesus to kidnap you to <laughs> save you or you're going on a boat 
<laughs> and he like grabs these people off. They try to get my kidnapping charges, but I'm thinking I'll work. So they probably just like get purged out of like these cult ideals. So I'm thinking if we can have like one of those like black lightnings today to get people out of the QAnon post. <laughs> I did see one in the wild. I'm thinking, yep, yep, QAnon. I mean, probably want to see what's going there and probably do like infiltrate the movement. So it's nuts. I'm just surprised how many ex-military, ex-police officers are there. And like another person that's a white supremacist, like a real estate broker from Texas. So she's going to lose her job, going to lose everything. She came in there on a private jet. So I'm just thinking with domestic terrorism, I'm thinking, and sadly, that's not the only cute coup on American soil. And mm -hmm. it's just wild. I'm thinking it's even more wild. Think about how many of the Congress people and senators who like egg them on and how crazy fucking GOP women on like the one QAnon scorer. Mm -hmm. uh, I think Congresswoman Green and a couple other ones. Like another one, I forgot what her name was. She was complaining about the metal detectors at the Capitol and she was tweet live tweeting where Nancy Pelosi was until people had to knock her out. I'm thinking, bitch, you try to kill me. You think I'm gonna work with you on this bill? Yeah, like, that's my whole point. These people need to, like, Ocasio-Cortez got on Instagram, I think, the other day, and she literally was like, she couldn't say much, obviously, but she was like, there were literally people in the Congress that were putting my life at risk. Like, I didn't even want to be in the same room with them because I felt like they were going to tell these people, these nut jobs outside, where the fuck I was. <laughs> like, so yeah. it's just like, these people so need to be charged. Like mm -hmm. Corona, since they all of them say they don't wear masks. Mm -hmm. So, and then there has been some investigations, not sure, has been updated that maybe they weren't wearing their masks. So, when the people come in and start shooting people and thinking, okay, you're wearing a mask, so therefore you're with them, and I'm going to kill you in the name of Q. Chris, I want them all in jail. I want them all because it, this should not, there's no. That that cliche line everybody says, like in all of the the new movies where they're like, we don't negotiate with terrorists. I don't like all of these people. If they were at the Capitol, a part of this, you're a terrorist now. Like there's a, there was a Houston police officer that was there. I don't know if you saw it. I think his yeah. name was Tam Fam. Yeah, I'm, I'm outing you. I don't give a fuck. Um, <laughs> who was there? And he tried to claim that he was there to take pictures, and he asked for privacy for his family, bitch you first of all you you insult your people i'm not one of your people but i i think i can say for all of the people of color you insult us how dare you even participate in that nonsense well, i hope hmm, what kinfolk ain't kinfolk that's true i, I mean, hope the prosecutor who prosecuted Breonna Taylor said was a black man and yeah. thinking the only thing you charged him with was like a damaged wall i'm thinking fuck black women's wives black fuck black women's lives i guess and I don't care if that makes people angry at me. Like I, I'm gonna call him what it. What it, you, I, you don't call a tiger, um, a lion. He's a tiger. Is a tiger. So the coon is a coon. Sorry. Like, <laughs> um, but yeah, I need them all. I need them all to be. This is not. This is not negotiable. I don't think that the, if you're a terrorist, you're a terrorist. And these people are all consider terrorists to me and these white supremacist groups should be labeled as terrorists because you're literally your like mission statement is black people could all die <laughs> that would be great like if your mission statement has anything to do with 
purify like the white race being the purest and like everybody else can go like literally dying and you need to be considered a terrorist group and i want you all arrested the end <laughs> so let's let's go on to gun reform because this is a good segue um i kind of talked about it earlier um and if you don't live under a rock like everybody already pretty much knows about the major incidences which kind of incited the discussions around gun reform i.e the sandy hook elementary school shooting um in which uh let me not lie and tell you the wrong numbers um in which uh, 17 people were killed and 14 people were injured mostly uh, most of those were children um so first of all that was disgusting um obviously because those are i mean it's disgusting no matter whose lives it was but those were children what the fuck was that i do i don't want to even say his name because fuck him he doesn't deserve any more recognition or uh to be talked about anymore but like what the fuck were you thinking those were kids innocent kids like lives elementary school kids the thought the idea that anybody could ever get into and that means like and to me that means you definitely need help if like some like the idea enters into your head that you should like harm children anyone obviously but especially children for what i just ooh, like y'all have to understand that out of the four things that i like researched for this like this was absolutely the hardest thing ever because every time I like review this I get angry like every time I have to like I remember these things I, I'm angry like we I think Bell Mars and I I think passed the because I think I mean it's not like they weren't happening before obviously because right. this is school shootings have been happening but like it's like they increased in number like the Sandy Hook elementary like people started copycatting and we were lucky because we graduated that year. And so I think that like, I mean, it doesn't afford us any more safety, but like it's, we got to like somehow skip that whole, like this whole generation of kids. Like, okay, so the police and the FBI call it like poor coping mechanisms. And of course, like in that same breath, they'll say some stupid shit about how violent video games are the cause. I don't want to talk about that. That's not, if you think that's a thing, I need you to go read a fucking book. Like, for a fact, video games do not cause violence. It may cause aggression, but then so does a lot of things. If someone kicks me off in traffic, that causes aggression. If I'm trying to sew a needle, won't go through, that causes aggression because zero percent because i think one the shooter one of his favorite video games was dance dance revolution and i'm not just like gonna go around and like uh have to go kill someone while working on my dance moves but it's it's ridiculous yeah. and i think well school shootings have been happening for a while i think mm -hmm. one of the most i guess early famous case was actually columbine which happened mm -hmm. in the 90s yeah so I just thinking, I think ever since that, I think we grew up with like going through lockdowns growing up and like going through school, like, oh, we need to do tornado drills, we need to do lockdown drills, we need to do all these um, drills. And I think probably it keeps going more and more. So we had Sandy Hook, we then we had, I think, Virginia Tech, and then all these different school shootings. Parkland, Santa Fe. Those were the major ones. Parkland. So the major ones since 2012 have been Sandy Hook. 
with the most deaths, I should say. Like, let's not, I'm not discounting any of the other ones. All the other ones. Yeah, Virginia Tech was, for a while, was like the one with the highest ones, and then the one in Las Vegas happened. Mass shooting-wise, yes. Las Vegas is the largest number of deaths for a mass shooting that has happened in the last um, 20 years, like something like that. Um, So I will say that. As far as school shootings, though, the largest, I think, was... Sandy Hook. It still retains the largest. Parkland was close, which we're not happy about, but like the the three major ones that have gotten people talking about gun reform more than once is Sandy Hook, Parkland, and then Santa Fe. Yeah. And what's great, well, I want to say what's great. I'm thinking what's different, like with like Parkland, because I think now they say unlike with like the Sandy Hook where the kids were just too young and then were as in Columbine where they're around the same age with high schools they didn't have the same resource so thinking okay now we're talking up and shut the f up with your thoughts and prayers because you know I think someone say Tom Moore say now's not the time to talk thoughts and prayers he said you know what shut the fuck up I was there waiting while my friends die as they got shot up in school to hell with your thoughts and prayers so thinking thinking yes thoughts and prayers until it's out of like the public conscious don't do anything about it so i thinking right and they were right to say okay let's go boycott these companies uh to make sure um that they start hurting themselves because i think he said let's go boycott these uh Thing, advertisers from war ingram because she said a lot of crazy shit probably crazier but then it's all him say okay boycott these people and then they, okay and then she officially apologized because you've hurt them where they hurt the most money and i guess what's even more frustrating right now mm-hmm. uh the nra is uh being bankrupt right now and they're gonna be moving to texas because they can, no longer can stay in new york i'm thinking god damn stop coming to texas yeah i need all these people to stop coming over here like i especially the nra we don't fucking want you Okay. Well, I shouldn't say we. I mostly mean like probably Houston, the rest of the 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 Houston, Dallas, and like the you know the major. Yeah, they're moving to Dallas. So like the big cities, we don't want you. We don't want. We don't want you. Like go to one of these hick towns that loves you so much. We don't want you over here. But I mean, that's the that's the thing, right? Like it's nobody. This is just an excuse. This thoughts and prayers things, and it is an excuse so that you can say still, so that you don't have to reform these gun laws that are clearly not working. Because literally every other industrial country does not have this problem. Yeah, and I guess also going back to some of the Congress freshman Congress people who got elected, say, "Oh, I want to be the first Congressperson to, to have a gun on the Senate floor." I'm thinking. That's a bad idea because I'm thinking, what if you're in a heated argument and they said, oh, your bill that you're proposing is stupid and then you're going to take out your gun and shoot them? This is, and that's the same, it's the, it, and that should be the same argument because a lot of what people propose when these school shootings were happening in mass, like when they were just like ramping up to like one every month, two every month, three every month. A lot of what these people were saying was, give the teachers guns. If I haven't heard this, that's the dumbest idea I've ever heard in my fucking life. First of all, that ties into education. As it is, there is one teacher in most public schools, there's one teacher to every like 20 to 30 kids. So you have one teacher to every 20, 30 kids. It's hard enough for them to 
individually support every child. They're trained to be able to try to empathize with these children and their home lives and what's going on in school and what they're doing outside of school. And now you want them to just shut all that off, which will not allow them to do their job any better and shoot somebody on command because that has a gun aimed at their face. Yeah, and I know, I remember on The Daily Show, they're talking about, you know, some people who serve in the military and then they become teachers. So you have to go train that mindset from going from, okay, I'm a teacher to killing a student because I'm thinking, what is the student doing these mass shootings? Exactly, and a lot of them are. Like, it's a student that has a vendetta against somebody in that class, the school in general, like whatever. It's usually a student who got a hold of their their parents legal gun or somebody's legal gun they stole it out there and they'll take it and they'll do something that they have no business so and then at at the same time you make you make a good point the military thing those people are trained to disregard human life like my dad also been military because you're trained to disarm because there is like actually like halt who goes there and then okay, this is your last warm, and then you shoot to kill. Because usually they shoot to disarm, make sure, because there's different escalating techniques mm-hmm. when you're in a war zone. Yeah. So I think with teachers, they're already overtrained as is. So I'm thinking, okay, you need to have your lesson plan. Also, you need to learn how to use a gun. And I'm thinking, mm-hmm. how are you going to like use a gun? I'm thinking, you have to put it in a lockbox? Or like, okay, everyone has to learn how to use a gun. So I guess it's kind of like that training. The teachers already have enough and they're already underpaid as is. Let's not even go into that shit, God. (laughs) But then you want them to be trained to like learn how to shoot, which is kind of like something else. Because I'm thinking, what if you accidentally shoot a student just looking, let's say a student was in a bathroom and then you go into lockdown mode thinking, crap, I need to go in a classroom. And then the teacher accidentally shoot a student and thinking, because I'm thinking, I really hate the idea, like, a, a one thing saw a bad guy with a gun is a good guy with a gun. I'm thinking, what's the difference? I'm thinking everyone has a gun. Police officer comes in. I'm thinking, okay, is this person really the mass shooter or is just the teachers protecting themselves? So I, mean, I just need more guns because I'm thinking if you have a lot more guns, you can't just, like, uh, start shooting them because I'm thinking, I guess, even responsible gun owners say it's for protection. I mean, there's just certain people that should not get a gun. I mean, we could all agree on that. Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, a lot of so a lot of what these other countries implement, like Japan is notorious for having the strictest gun laws in the entire world. Like, I think they're almost unparalleled, I I would say. Um, And they have so many measures. They make you take a practical exam. They make you take a written exam. Then you have to take a psych evaluation. Then you have to have a background check. And your family members have to have a background check. And those other family members have to have a background check. Their literal process is like, we want to make it so hard for you to get a gun that you have to really fucking want it. Like, if you want a gun that badly. And I know there's no way that the United States of America will ever do something that extreme. But this is ridiculous. I mean, most of most of the lives lost in these mass shootings were because of assault rifles. I'm just right. going to come out and say that. High capacity. And I don't care. Lambast me in the comments if you want. Shut the fuck up. Like the Las Vegas shooting, which is the largest one ever recorded thus far. Thus far. I can't even believe I have to like put that in the sentence. But thus far was was with an assault rifle. Right. 
What does what did that man need with an assault rifle? And if any of you say something as dumb to me as hunting, <laughs> I want you to take your assault rifle and pistol slap yourself with it because that is the dumbest excuse I've ever heard in my life. Uh, hunting, I have my family is from the boondocks. They're from a town so small in Louisiana that you probably can't find it on a map. Most of them, most of the men in that family know how to hunt. Do you know how many of them own assault rifles? Zero. Do you know why they don't own assault rifles? Because they know how to fucking shoot. And they don't need a, a, a rifle with that many rounds that fast to be able to shoot a deer because they know how to fucking aim. <laughs> yeah, and if you need that much, you're a shitty hunter. Yeah. And I just also want to add in, like, for example, the European country of Switzerland. Mm -hmm. They have, like, a high rate of gun ownership. Like, almost every man in Switzerland has to learn how to shoot. Wow. And they haven't had a single mass shooting in 18 years. Well, actually, this was pu published in 2019. So almost 20-plus years. So thing is, they also take... Uh, firearm training fucking seriously so everyone wants to learn how to use a gun but they also like regulate the hell out of ammo so right. like okay you can have a gun but also it is you you not everyone has like ammo because the nra like to point out like see look at switzerland everyone has a gun in switzerland but i'm thinking they're not like brandishing it every time and they take gun ownership fucking seriously and it's like heavily regulated on a federal level that should be mentioned as well because a lot of the a lot of the issues that we're seeing is because there is no cohesive federal like as far as open carry as far as uh, concealed carry as far as how far you can take your gun as far as um the assault rifle ban um what was it it expired in 2004 nobody has picked that up back up why the fuck not um so it's just kind of like Everybody's all over the place. You can carry a gun here. You can't carry a gun here. You can carry a gun in this state, but not crossing the boundary to this state. And it's like, what? Why can't you people literally come to a like a consensus federally to be all like, okay, you can't own assault rifles. Everybody has to be trained to to everybody who has a gun and owns a gun has to be trained. You have to have a background check. You have to have a psycho evaluation before you do this you if you break any law like if you start drinking and driving if you start doing this these these behaviors we're taking you in for a stock evaluation and we're taking your gun away yeah. we're gonna buy back the assault rifles like why why are we not doing any of these things well i think we try to do like a buyback program but people only sold like their broken guns and kept their good ones that's and not it needs to be mandatory i don't give a fuck you if you if you have an assault if you have an assault rifle you don't need to have that you don't you need to give it back to the government and then i know do you know about other excuse i also am fucking tired of hearing oh but criminals are just gonna get around these laws most of these people who committed these mass shootings or school shootings if they weren't underage most of them didn't have a criminal record beforehand sweetheart most right. of them were just regular citizens who broke because of some like mentally broke because of something that happened in their lives right so i and yeah i'm thinking with guns i just want to make my head bang because i'm thinking problem is kind of like the same thing with like coronavirus like lockdown some states walked all the way hell down other states didn't so and i was looking to npr and they say like what effect like new york 
the cases in New York, it's actually Florida because Florida didn't lock down at all. And then as a result, they kind of like fucked everything up. So I'm thinking, okay, I'm in New York. Well, I'm in California, really strict. So I'm going to travel to Oklahoma or Texas or someplace else where they don't have like strict laws. So, and I'm thinking they like to point to Chicago, where Chicago, I think, is a city with the strictest gun laws, but the surrounding cities outside of Chicago, everything's pretty relaxed. So that's why it's so high up. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Which is why, I will repeat, this needs to be a federal thing. I don't want any more city, city regulate. I don't want any state. I want a federal thing. Right. I want, so this is what I want out of gun reform. I want everybody to have to turn in these assault rifles because you don't fucking need them. If you have one, why the fuck do you have it? Well, the NRA is going to fight you tooth and nail. I don't give a fuck. You have to move to Texas. You're, you're, you're bankrupt. You can shut the fuck up. Okay? Like, I want everybody, I want a buyback program, mandatory, a mandatory buyback program. I want everybody who owns a gun, they have to take a psych evaluation, they have to have a background check, and, like, if they have any sort of like red flags that show up like a DUI or like you suddenly um assault something like that if you commit any sort of um, activity or you show any sort of behavior that looks psychiatrically not great or it looks like um you're you have anger management issues the gun's gone you have to take you have a mandatory therapist that you have to go to now I want if you have guns, it has to be in a safe and only the legal gun owner and like maybe like one other adult in that house, like maybe a spouse can know where it is and know the code. I don't want any kids getting their hands on this shit. Okay. Um, and what else? Did I want something else? Let me see. I got most of these from other people's gun laws. So Australia, Japan, Germany, and the UK, I think is where I took most of this. Right. Um, I kind of just like did a com- comagulation of all of that stuff. And I was like, this is the best plan that I can come up with in my not expert like brain. Reminder, not an expert, not me. Um, yeah, or government takeover. I'm thinking the government has like nukes and tanks and like well-trained shoulders and y'all part of like y'all Qaeda thinking you probably need to train for if we're ever going to have a government takeover, right? I'm hella doubtful over that. Oh yeah, that's what I want. And I want it to happen now because I don't want us to like reintroduce society after this COVID-19 outbreak. And then we just start doing the same thing all over again. That's what I don't want. So that's it. That's my opinion. Do you have anything else to add to that, Belmars? Well, to... I'm going to switch to something a little bit more lighthearted, abortion. (laughs) So I guess some fast facts that I got from NBC News, like, for example, like, majority of uh, Americans support abortion rights, like 67% Mm -hmm. hold that Roe v. Wade should not be um, overturned. Overturned, yes, Mm -hmm. thank you. Um, Legal abortion is safe. Um, on top of that, I also want to add that Bain abortion does not reduce in that countries Mm -hmm. with, like, super-duper um uh, restrictive abortion laws at the highest rates of abortion according to the Gudge Master Institute so Mm -hmm. certain countries that ban it so I'm thinking just banning abortion will make it harder to and majority of abortions happen within like eight weeks of pregnancy and eight and other ones happen 
between 12 weeks and very few are happy in late term abortion. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. And I have this long quote with Pete Buttigieg. So he was on Fox News with Chris Wallace. So they're to talk about late term abortions. Mm-hmm. Um, so he says, Pete Buttigieg said, I think the dialogue's gotten so caught up on where you draw the line that we gotten away from the fundamental of who gets to draw the line. And I trust women to draw that line when it's their own mental health. Mm-hmm. Asshole Chris Wallace replied, so just to be clear, you're saying you would be okay with a woman well into her third trimester decided to abort her pregnancy? So Buttigieg said, look, these hypotheticals are usually set up and over a strong emotional. He said, it's not hypothetical. There are 6,000 women a year who get abortion in the third trimester. So we did with the smackdown said, that's right. Representing less than 1% of cases. So let's put ourselves in the shoes of a woman that is in that situation. If that's late in your pregnancy, then almost by definition, you'll be expecting to carry it to term. We're talking about women who are perhaps chosen a name, women who have purchased a crib, families then get the most devastating medical news of their lifetime. Something about the health or the life of the mother or viability of the pregnancy that forces them to make an impossible, unthinkable choice. Now, the bottom line is as horrible as that choice is, that woman, that woman, that family may seek spiritual guidance, they may seek medical guidance, but that decision is not going to be made any better medically or morally because the government is dictating how the decision should be made. And I think it's kind of hypocrisy of like conservatives. I thought they wanted small government to make sure government stay away from my personal rights, but then you're also here with the government saying, get in there with the abortions. I mean, this is true. Um, and that another one that access to free birth control also reduces uh, abortions as well. This is true. So I'm just thinking, in specials like states, because also I found out with states with like abstinence only education, um, teen you pregnancy. Like Texas? Like Texas. So the Bible Belt states, mm-hmm. um, pregnancy rates are high. Teenage pregnancy rates especially are high in those states mm-hmm. versus those with like accurate text sex ed education. So I'm not sure probably with Common Core with education probably make it mandatory, but it would be nice um, if like nationally we had like sex ed to educate teenagers on sex. Cause I'm thinking, oh, what about parents? And parents are thinking, a lot of parents are not, are uncomfortable or they really don't know much about sex ed themselves. Exactly. Cause they were raised in an abstinence state. Yes. How and of course, I guess purity balls are also creepy, especially in like southern states. Oh, God. But creep, uh, creepiness aside, so I'm thinking just educating kids. I think also educate them about LBGT um, community about sex is only time gay, um, gay uh, sexual orientation ever been mentioned in like sex ed. It's usually in terms of like AIDS and HIV. I'm thinking, no, anyone can get AIDS and HIV if you have like sex on. So I'm thinking you're also ignoring like lesbian sex. I'm thinking it's not always just P and V. Mm-hmm. And so I just also talk to people about gender expression because I'm thinking a lot of times that's where um, a lot of issues are coming in because especially if you're of the LBGT community, your um, mental health uh, but, well, how can I say, it's a little bit worse than, I guess, your non-LBG uh, counterpart. So mm-hmm. I guess kind of that gender expression, it probably could be because of how society sees you or how your family sees you. And I guess it depends where you go to high school, like you're an open, liberal-minded uh, high school. Like, mm-hmm. okay, cool, you're gay, we don't care. Mm-hmm. Versus, oh, you're against Jesus. Right. 
conservative. Yeah. So I guess education is important, especially with sex ed. So I agree. And um, I think probably government should stay out of the wombs. And I agree with Pete Buttigieg. Women can be trusted to draw the line. Exactly. I I agree with these things too. And I think you become it becomes really dangerous when people who are pro-life attempt to shove these beliefs onto everyone else who is not. I think that's the most dangerous thing about pro-life. You can be pro-life. That's fantastic for you. Like if you want to have a baby, even if like the circumstances are not that great, like, um, I mean, I'd hate to say it, but like if you were raped or you, you had, you made a mistake and you got drunk and you had sex or whatever, like it, it, if you want to have a baby, great, that's fantastic for you. Or, or you weren't ready, but you still did it anyway. Great. Fantastic. It becomes a problem when you literally make everybody else fall in line with what you believe in. Right. You wouldn't do that when it comes to Catholicism. You wouldn't do that when it comes to your other beliefs where people have a choice. You wouldn't do that. But when it comes to women having a baby, all of a sudden, we all just need to to fall in line. No, ma'am. So, um... Yeah, no, I definitely agree with that. And I definitely think we, it's a, it's a continuous fight, right? Because as we speak, the Supreme Court, who is now filled with majority conservative judges, which is literally the worst thing ever. Yeah. Um, yay. Sorry. Like I'm, I'm taking the liberal side right now because, um, I think just the other day, I want to say it was Tuesday. Yeah. Tuesday evening there, they didn't. They didn't make a decision on this case, but they did, um, like, they didn't make a, like, a ruling or whatever, but it, so it doesn't change the existing legislator because it was a majority, but it was still, like, it was still very important because it was a case versus the FDA versus the American College of Obstetricians and Gynecologists. So, basically, it's about, um, the whole case was uh, surrounding the access to a particular drug that you know what doctors use for abortions so right. there if you don't know there's two well, for those of you who don't know um there's two drugs that typically doctors will prescribe for women to take that will remove the um the egg from the the lining and basically it's like boom bam done you're not pregnant anymore like you just you excrete it um um and it's specifically the drug is called oh what is it called what is it called it it called oh man i know i wrote this down where did i put it i can't find it starts it's a long it's a long ass drug name i'll i'll figure it out later and i'll put it in the thing but Basically, it restricted, uh, the, made it so this drug could not be over the counter or in like retail, like pharmacies. Like you had to go to a hospital, you had to go to a clinic to be able to be prescribed this drug. Now, this was like, this was already in place, but it's even harder now because of COVID-19. Like people can't, go, people like can't go to hospitals. They can't go to clinics. Um, uh, because hello, they're all overrun. <laughs> Right. <laughs> COVID-19 patients and also you know for this majority infects uh uh, uh lower income women um who maybe will have to get on a bus to go get this drug if they need it 
to go to a hospital or who might not have as, as good of an access to this. So it's important like that everybody like, I mean, it's important that we know and we, that we watch, we keep a close watch on the Supreme Court because having Amy Coney Island Barrett on the Supreme Court. Barrett, cause she doesn't deserve three name by um, the notorious RBG. That's right. You don't deserve three names. You're you're Amy Coney Island. That's who you are. <laughs> I don't want to. Coney Island is probably a great place. But um, yeah, no, it's 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 important for people to like understand that, you know, like these people they are literally trying to overturn Roe versus Roe v. Wade. They're trying to, as they're trying to restrict access to birth control. And so it's just kind of like, first of all, we're already overpopulated. Why the fuck do you want more mouths that you're not going to feed? Let's, re- let's recall that because you don't want people on welfare. So what are you going to, oh, there are too many kids already in social services and um, orphanage homes, but you want to make more kids that you're not going to take care of? You want these yeah, to push it out. I'm thinking if they have like special needs, they're less likely to be adopted and be taken care of. So they're going to be like aged through the system exactly but you don't care about that all you care about is that i have a clump of cells in my body and um they shouldn't be terminated because um just because you don't want to take care of it okay well yeah like that makes a lot of fucking sense but it's happening right now there are people who are putting forth bills there are apparently oh there are apparently several states at this very moment, we're writing up um, bills to put forth to make it illegal to have abortions. Um, as Texas, oh, it always comes back to fucking Texas. At this moment, it's trying to write up a bill where it would be, where it would be illegal um, to well prohibit abortion at or after 12 weeks post-fertilization. Um, be, currently, it's 20 weeks. So they're going to shorten it to three months. That means, girl, you better figure out in the first trimester that you're pregnant, which is crazy because there are a lot of women who will go through a whole pregnancy and not know they're fucking pregnant, much less there will be a lot of women who won't have symptoms, who won't show until four months, five months, six months. Like That happens to some women. So you're basically telling them, if you don't figure out by, by three months, that you're pregnant and or you do or do not want this baby then sorry what if what if uh, an army wife gets pregnant by by somebody who's dispatched to a d- totally different country but they just fought and she doesn't want she wants to get a divorce now she has to have this baby like at the- yeah. and i think with all different cases i'm thinking it doesn't have to be rape or incest so let's say you say a woman has an IUD what it's one of the most it's 99% effective the IUD failed and they get pregnant I'm thinking shit and you can't financially because I'm kids are a blessing but they're also financially hard and they're emotionally hard as well so I'm just thinking you kind of like take away the children like you're going to carry this baby but you're a slack if you don't take care of it I'm thinking it's a lot of time and money and there's also cases of like women where okay the sole provider like say if I was a stay-at-home wife and then my husband died so therefore I have all these mouths to feed so I'm thinking and it's gonna be hard to have a baby on the way and I can't do this by myself so mm-hmm. I'm fucked right so, mm-hmm. There are so many different circumstances in which you cannot sit here and 
reasonably say, oh, all women should have babies because they're a blessing. Fuck you, bitch. I want to read to you. Um, SB16, this is... Oh, no, is it... Uh, no, no, SB6, my bad. This is from the state of Arkansas. Um, this, is a, this is an act that they're attempting to create. We call the Arkansas Unborn Child Protection Act. And basically, I'm not going to read the whole thing because it's going to make me angry um, and you angry. But basically, they liken the idea of killing an unborn child to slavery. How? I mean, the mental gymnastics that you have to get into what rivals Simone Biles. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read some of it to you. They said... Um, they said it was so basically in the first they do it like by clauses in the first one they are talking about roe v wade and planned parenthood versus casey and that that was injustice humanity those those decisions or whatever um and then they draw parallels to the second the second thing says the united states supreme court committed a grave injustice and a crime against humanity in the dread stock decision by denying personhood to a class of human beings african americans is literally the next thing afterwards so they're attempting to get backing for this by drawing parallels to the fact that the supreme court for hundreds of years was like you're not a person black people and you're only five-eighths of a person black person and you're basically cattle and so they're saying we're treating unborn children like cattle like we treated African Americans is what they're essentially saying. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. It's Arkansas. So loaded. So I just don't know where to begin with it. I know where to begin. What the fuck is wrong with you? Yes. I mean, of course, they're probably going to say, oh, yeah. Well, of course, people are probably attack the fact that like Planned Parenthood did have racist origins because they said, okay. Let's go get black women and force abortions on them so the black population won't reduce. But then also at the same time, um, the fact that she made the birth control pill kind of gave more strides to women to be a more independent, to get farther careers. And think with the adventure of the birth control pill, uh, more women were able to go and get jobs and not just settle down and just be, women, um, just be moms. Mm-hmm. So it created opportunities. I'm thinking, like most things in the U.S., it had racist, fucked up origins. Right, exactly. But listen, by saying that you're denying personhood to something that is not even breathing outside the womb, it's not even eating without my help, it's not even like, it is not even a living, breathing thing, essentially. It's not a human being yet. By saying that you're, we're denying a personhood like we did to black people. You're denying me personhood by trying to, to like take away my rights to do what I want with my body. Right. That's what you're doing. And legally speaking, let's say in any other case, let's say if my, let's say one of my siblings is dying of a, of a life-threatening disease, and I, let's say I have to give some of my bone marrow to them, thinking legally I don't have to give them my bone marrow. They sucks to suck. I'm not giving you shit, mm-hmm. um, so you can die. I'm thinking I don't have to sacrifice my body or any of my organs to help them out. So I'm just thinking, 
kind of the same way. I'm thinking, so I'm thinking if your personal beliefs, you don't want to get an abortion, that's great. So there's a difference between I can't do that, that's against my religion versus you can't do that, that's against my religion. I'm thinking those are two separate things, but maybe you can't do that because that's against your religion, something else. Exactly. That's between you and your God. <laughs> that's right, it's between you and your God. You take that up with him. Me and my God are cool. He said, girl, <laughs> you do what you have to do. And I said, thanks. Um, but uh, yeah, like literally um, what I want to happen, Joey, Joe, 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 Joseph, Joseph the man and Kamala um you know like we you just need we we honestly like we just need these policies to stop I need again if it has to go federal level make it go federal level in which case these specific states can't sit here and liken a a fetus to a black person um and try in, in trying to make abortion illegal if that's what has to happen if you have to say hey women can have abortions when they please right that has to be what happens then great i also agree with belmars and that we need to have a cohesive sex education program because there are too many people running around here listen look at bridgerton okay there are some women who are no better than the main character of bridgerton they have no idea what the fuck sex is they get into a relationship or they of some sort they have sex and then when bam bing they have a, a baby and they had no idea that was gonna happen they're like what like yeah safe sex is the base best sex <laughs> i'm just saying like i'm not telling you to go out here and tell kids how to 69 each other or some shit i'm literally just telling you to tell them what the fuck sex is and how to practice it safely if you're gonna do it yeah i mean same thing with dare we talk about kids and like don't drink and don't do alcohol but i'm not gonna say wow that kid who's smoking a cigarette seems so goddamn cool i mean and also personal story i was actually only offered to smoke twice in my life i just said no and they said yeah that's cool they didn't say what are you chicken I mean, now, if given an opportunity, like, hey, you want to get an edible? I'm thinking, yes, I would like an edible. (laughs) But, like, hey, at least it's marijuana and not cigarettes. Yes. (laughs) Right? Like. So, yeah. So, hopefully, we'll have, like, a good sex ed. But I'm pretty sure there's going to be a lot of opposition. Like, you're teaching kids about sex and thinking kids would have sex. I mean, there's really no stopping. I'd rather them be educated on what's the right thing to do, what's the correct standards for chlamydia and then other things versus just kids just thinking oh it's gonna do what feels right and next thing you know 16 year old Sydney's bringing a kid but I'm thinking also uh or little Joey over here got a girl pregnant because I'm thinking also make sure let's not do the slut shaming thing with the mm-hmm. whole oh oh do you want a girl that's oh you want a piece of gum that's been chewed up or a fresh piece of gum I'm thinking don't compare women to fucking gum yeah we're not gum you assholes but it's it's a point like it's it's a read like and everybody needs to understand it like you it's so important like i don't know i don't know belmars when you were first uh taught about sex when my mom gave me a book when i was like seven she's like here you go girl this is about this is where babies come from and i was like oh and it had illustrations I knew about the penis. I knew about the vagina. I knew about the egg. I knew about everything. <laughs> Seven. I mean, I'm I guess fine. 
<laughs> I mean, I guess it must have been fine because I guess like most weird people, I discovered through porn thinking, oh, what's this? Mm-hmm. Oh, this is weird. And I guess as I get older, I'm thinking, oh, sex can be used for love. I actually learned that through a Harry Potter fan fiction. Yeah, <laughs> Harry Potter fan fiction. <laughs> yeah, so, and I guess as I grew older, I guess I learned better because I wasn't really getting any action. So I guess you didn't have to worry about me with birth control and having sex in high school because I wasn't getting some until like, post-college so yeah I'm a late bloomer in all aspects about sex mm-hmm. so I mean I mean I did get some offers in college but I, it just grows me good out. enough for our Belmars yeah so but then I'm actually educated I mean I remember just wearing on myself and as I get old thinking okay this is how you use condoms just about other things and then also about sexuality maybe I might not be into guys maybe I like vaginas Lesbian porn is pretty hot. I mean, not like the fake one produced by men. I'm just thinking actually like loving ones because scissoring's not a thing. <laughs> I love it. We can get into that later. But yes, that's, I mean, it's important for us. To, it's important for us to note this. It's a, like Belmars and I are fine. We learned sex. I learned sex from a very young age. My mother was the type of person who like would have the sex talk with me more than once. Like I, I had my period. She's like, all right. I'm gonna talk to you. I was 11. She's like, here you go. We're, we're talking about periods and sex and all that shit. When I got into high school, hey girl, here's an updated sex talk. Okay. <laughs> In which she started offering me, like, she's like, do you want birth control? Do you want this? So I was very blessed. I'll say blessed to have like, even my dad to some extent was like, <laughs> although he was like, no birth control for your, for your periods. But my mom was all like, girl, do you need like, if you need to like come talk to me, do you need condoms? Do you need birth control? Do you, when I got into college, same thing. Every single time I got to a new point in my life, she's like, we're having a sex talk again. Well, I guess I was lucky if I had like sisters because with my mom, of course, you're like, oh, you can grow up to be a slut. So I'm thinking I should stay away from boys and everything entirely. And I guess it was kind of like a toxic mindset that I got like therapy to get through. So I'm guessing as I lucky as I got older, I at least have my sisters to talk about who, you know, talk through personal experience, thinking, okay, just be safe about it. Here's the sex talk. We need anybody. You can always talk to me. So I guess I was lucky that when my mom passed away, mm-hmm. I at least had my sisters to turn to and um different mindsets uh, not not mindset mind sex <laughs> mindset like when it comes to sex so i'm a little bit open-minded so i guess if i ever have kids in the future i can probably give them an educated sex talk and me being the well have like dip my toe in the medical field probably do it medically accurate so it's not mm-hmm. like crazy like southern strategy of like oh you're gonna be a whore if you did this or I'm thinking, no, I'm thinking it could go both way on men and women because I'm guessing guys who get around are not any better. They're not. And we shouldn't. And I kidding. guess if you're not even into women, men, or if you're a girl, if you're not into guys, I mean, there's women in there too. So I'm just thinking, I mean, I'm not equipped to talk about exactly, I guess, through my mindset, but I'll try to understand and educate myself on the uh, matters of like women who are into- I might experiment with women at some point you just bring me in if you need your <laughs> culture kids <laughs> be like hey look, your aunt Nikki is gonna come and talk to you hey kids talk to me about uh this is being sex <laughs> I guess we're a lot more lighthearted with that so yes I think education in America because there isn't one common core because every state has their own standards for education and mm-hmm. also 
I guess we don't have one too, too much. And I guess another problem with like education that we probably need to address, like many times with like Betsy DeVos school choice, um, it's a bad idea with school vouchers because many times like char school choice and chartering might like siphon money away from like public school, but into charter schools and charter schools kind of like have that best of both worlds where like they get like public school funding, but then also they don't have to worry about the same standards. Because mm -hmm. um, I actually been to a chartering uh, charter school when I was a kid. I mean, it was a good education, but now it sucks ass because a lot of the good teachers, it was a large exodus of all the good teachers that left. And probably some of them are not even qualified to be teachers since, you know, they're experimenting. So I'm thinking, be careful with chartering schools. Kids need to be more active. And I guess also with the coronavirus in place, um, there's an increased gap. Because talking to my sister, uh, who is a teacher in Louisiana, one of the best ones, um, she was saying how like certain schools, like if you're part of like a poor school district uh, with like a lot of kids, because you mentioned how a lot of like parents have kids who are younger than her, because my sister's like 32, and she says she has stu uh, parents that are younger than her who have like kids older than hers, and on top of that have like multiple kids, and they work at McDonald's, so there's like an education gap, so you have like one kid who's learning in middle school, but then you also have to worry about other kids who also need to be taught. And then she said her principal was also stealing computers from the school to help her own kids. So it's not as good school system. So with school system like that, where like Louisiana's fucked up because they're like in the bottom of the education. They're literally like tied with Alabama for being dead last. Yeah, and Mississippi too. And Mississippi. Yep, you're right. Yeah, Mississippi, Kentucky. But like the higher ed, and I guess we can probably jump so I guess K-12 need a lot of help, but I guess higher education, I guess since both of us are college grads, uh, student loans and the rising price of tuition at schools, because usually it used to be supplemented by, uh, the, by the state, but now the school's like, okay, you have to go pay for yourself. So a lot of schools become like, I guess luxury hotels, mm -hmm. you know, like get like in Louis, like LSU got like a fucking way full, but yet they can't fix their goddamn library. Yeah. So, I mean, I guess I was lucky because, well, I went to a nice private school and then I transferred around to HBCUs to uh, another to UHCL, which is like a huge commuter school when I went there. Mm -hmm. So I just think we probably need to fix like the upper education so probably the student loan system so it's not like a giant belt and i guess us millennials are kind of like late when starting our lives because some of us are still living at home longer and shit like that um and we can't buy houses and do like all the necessary stuff that we have to do as adults so we're hitting adulthood later yeah um i mean both of my parents are in housing and so i can say this like i think last year was probably like the only year that millennials could probably start buying houses. And that was because everybody was foreclosing on their houses because yeah. they lost their jobs and they couldn't afford to pay for their houses. <laughs> like it literally took tragedy for millennials to be like, Oh, I can afford like who still had their jobs to be like, I can afford a house now. <laughs> like, Yeah. And I guess also fucked up because they're pointing out like also with the coronavirus, they say like with young people, if we lose our job thinking, well, that sucks, we can always get another job again. But if you're like an older person, mm -hmm. a lot of people are a little bit more hesitant to hire older people. Ageism, so yeah. I'm thinking us millennials can bounce back 
-hmm. whereas like older baby boomers who I guess who had to go into retirement or quit or just burn out mm -hmm. uh they're probably not to be as, as lucky as us mm -hmm. millennial folk so yeah it took tragedy for people like foreclosing getting evicted probably getting an apartment I'm thinking damn mm -hmm. I should jump on that train yeah I mean I would <laughs> I mean you still have time unfortunately yeah. you still have time because there are how many people on unemployment still in this in this country like Jesus Christ. But yes, um, student loans are ridiculous. Um, and it's the only debt that uh, I think I heard somebody say at some point, it's the only debt that you cannot file bankruptcy for. Like it literally yeah. follows you even yeah. after death. Yeah. And then whoever signs on, like your parents sign on your student loans, then they will come after your parents. So kind of like a lot of debt in America is like consider a bubble. So I'm thinking if it gets too big at first, it's gone. Where student loans is like a belt. It just keeps tightening and tightening and tightening. Mm -hmm. And it's, I mean, it's, it's crazy. Cause you'll hear, you'll hear celebrities. Like I remember somebody, was it, oh, was it that, that ignorant one who's tried to say the N word and then tried to come back? What the fuck is her name? She's, she's, uh, she's, she's Latina. Um, she's in Jane the Virgin. What Tina the hell? Rodriguez? Yeah, hers. I think she said, now this was like a couple of years ago and she was still kind of early on in her career, but she's like, Oh yeah, I just paid off my student loans. And I was like, girl, the fuck, like you make a whole lot more than me. But like, that just goes to show you that like student loans are heinous. Like literally like, I'm pretty sure Obama like took forever to pay his off too. And he went, well, he went to a lot of fucking crazy ass. Uh, yeah. He went to like the expensive college. He went to Columbia and then he went to Harvard mm -hmm. So, and then he's also, and he, well, he's also a community organizer. So yeah. he could have like went and sold out and yeah. got tons of fucking money, but thinking, nah, like I said, in the community. So mm -hmm. therefore he was broke for a while. I mean, I guess that's why Michelle almost didn't date him thinking, ew. I mean, one, because we're the only black people that work at this business. So mm -hmm. I guess it would be weird for us to date. And two, you kind of seem broke because you all work in the community. <laughs> That's really funny. Like to me, I heard that as well. It was funny to me to learn that Michelle Obama was like, hmm, do I, you seem broke, brokey. Like, I don't know. if <laughs> That's funny. But it just goes to show you like even the most affluential people, except most white people um, who are over here, like I couldn't pay my student loans off for forever either. And it's just like, wow. So like, what the hell is the, uh, what's her name? May? Uh, Sally Mae. Sally yeah, Mae is taking us off. Sally <laughs> Damn, Sally Mae. Taking us off for a ride. But it's ridiculous. Like, I mean, and the, and I feel like the most aggravating thing about it is the older generation's really, like, stance on it, where they all think, they're like, well, you, because even to some degree, like, my parents were a part of this train, too. They're like, well, why don't you just get a scholarship? Why don't you just work through school like the rest of us did? And it's like, uh, ma'am, your tuition wasn't, a, like, your tuition was $1,000 a, a semester. And, of course, my dad came to this country, I guess. He, he, I guess I was lucky that my dad understood, like, yeah, it's expensive. But he's like, oh, how can you get a scholarship? I'm thinking, you know how hard it is to get a scholarship? And yeah, I, like, wrote, like, 10 page essays for like scholarships on like 50 like 500 dollars yeah like they it's I, it's a lot like and it's like and it's like they keep 
and you, you have no guarantee to win because you have obviously you have like 50 100 a thousand several thousands of other applicants competing against you and the, the likelihood that you're getting it is slim i mean i had i had one scholarship i got one scholarship um before i got into and that was through the church that i was in and right. technically only one of us was supposed to win and it was like supposed to be a I mean, a sizable amount of money for the Catholic Church because, you know, they broke. Like, they don't have that much money. But, like, I think I got, like, 1500 something like that. It wasn't a lot. And because they split it between, like, seven people because they couldn't pick. Because oh. we were all, like, and most of us were in the same, like, um, like, I was in choir at the time. And like half the people who won it were also in choir. And so I couldn't be mad because I was like, well, we all want a scholarship. But like, so I mean, like, and so that's the thing. Like, it's like, even if we do get these scholarships, what, 15, that $1,500 went to paying for, I, I, I will say I didn't pay for books. I rented all my books and that shit saved me so much money. Are you listening, college students? Don't pay for a single fucking book. Um, um certain books are actually cheaper if you buy like an international copy and that the only thing expensive is like uh shipping because i remember i was taking this chemistry course and i found out like when i took buy it internationally same exact fucking book but it was like almost like 50 dollars cheaper so instead of paying like 150 i only paid like 70 dollars and yes rent your college textbook because unless you're going to be in the field you're not going to lose that shit again i mean right now i'm getting my certification and like safety right now and i'm pretty sure i'm gonna reference these books like how to like do like general industry uh regulation so i'm thinking unless it's going to be in a career you're going to be in for a long term you're not going to say this book i mean do you really care about u.s history from 1850 to 1967 don't care about that when i was an Eng you don't you don't when i was an english major and they were gave me a book list guess what this hoe rented all of those books or she bought them used from somewhere else like half price books half price books is all your also your friend okay because they sell shit for dirt cheap all right right because hustle make some friends like oh you took this class right thinking mm -hmm. yes i did make some older friends that's what i'm saying like do what you have to do but at the end of the day it's just kind of like that 1500 went to maybe two classes my tuition of like a semester was like ten thousand dollars that's only like i can't do math that fucking well because i wasn't a math major but that's only like is that even a tenth of like what i come on people i'm just saying like i the the fact that the older generation is like literally putting the blinders on to how much fucking money like college is, which is why my my brother, um, the gamer, he is staunchly against college. He went to he went to college and he didn't finish because what he wanted to do, he could he ended up being able to just take classes on and get certificates on and do it in, instead. And so like he's staunch because it's so much money. Like I feel like and that's why I feel like what needs to also be a part of the education system is just like um great because i'm thinking also not everyone because i remember someone gave me advice not everyone can be doctors so that's okay because i'm thinking trade school is a viable option because yeah. i'm thinking like a lot of people who knows how to do hair make hella bank like mm -hmm. i can't well style my hair like this 
but I'm thinking they probably make hella bang because actually one of the ladies that did my hairstyle, she used to be a teacher, but she got burned out and then she mm-hmm. became a hairstylist and she makes more money that way. Yeah. I mean, it's trades have to be involved. And I also think shadowing, like kids need to start shadowing actual professionals and fields that they're interested in, like junior year of high school. Like there needs to be like a mandatory block, like where like you go and you follow around a professional for like an hour or so, like every day or every other day or whatever, like however you want to structure the program so you can see what actually happens. There are too many people who go into police office like they want to be a police officer because they think like oh my god i can like stop crime and i can run around these streets in a police car and i can pull a gun out on people and blah 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 most of your job is paperwork <laughs> let me tell you right now boo boo i've never been a police officer but i can tell you right now most of your job is paperwork or petty like noise complaints or like traffic uh, tickets yeah like traffic tickets. you know how fast you were going see you in court exactly where you won't show up because you know that other person is just gonna pay it so like like this is this is people don't understand they have these and the media is not helping they have these grand ideas about what it is to be a doctor or a police officer or a lawyer this is not like this is not how to get away with murder you're not Annalise Keating is not gonna be your teacher and is gonna drag you into shenanigans where you have to figure out how to get around the law in order to get a grade like that's not how it works like lawyers lots of research if you don't like research boo-boo don't be a lawyer like let me tell you that right now like it's like you people just don't know (laughs) kids don't know and so they need to experience that before they waste thousands of dollars on like an education they're not even gonna fucking use do you know i don't even want to look up the statistic because i know it's horrendous (laughs) how how many people who went into college to get a degree and now don't use that fucking degree for anything. Yeah, because I was with my Rusium's aunt, my boyfriend, he said his aunt, she went to U of H, got a degree in biology. She doesn't fucking use her biology degree. She actually got, she works on an accounting firm and she makes bank. Yeah. Yeah, she lives in life. So, and yeah, people don't use their degree or probably be a little bit more open to what your degree can be used for. Because yeah. I'm guessing a lot of people come in bright, starry-eyed and thinking, oh, I want to go into biology. Like, for me, I want to go into biology, do cancer research, and change the world. I'm thinking cancer research is boring, and your funding gets cut, you're fucked. Because yeah. I remember I got, like, a job. I was about to go to Xavier College and about to do some research. But then funding got pulled last minute. So I'm thinking, and kind of if you want to live yourself from grant to grant and realize how many experiments fail. So, yeah, to probably get... I mean, if you want to go do it, go ahead and do it, but also have to get a more realistic look about what you want to go into and how expensive and time-consuming becoming a doctor is, because I'm thinking, oh, look at doctors. I thought, probably come in with bright ideals, and I realize I probably can't cut it as a doctor after fucking up the MCAT, but I'm thinking, it's a good learning experience, so hopefully I can learn that before making costly mistakes, and hopefully future generations learn that as well, so I guess, I guess I if schools do have that because i think art i'm not sure about everyone's high school because i know the high school we went to did have like opportunities we can like shadow different environments mm-hmm. that did shadow some work in the hospital and realize okay it's not just about doctors there's other parts there's pharmacy there's physical therapists and all of them do make bank 
after like studying years in college or be prepared to go through all that school yeah. think about how you're going to pay for it even hear about doctors say oh yeah i still didn't pay my student loans off I'm thinking god damn yeah and it's it's a lot to shoulder yourself with i mean I, there was a girl that was my sweet mate in college she spent like nearly two years being undecided that was money she wasted on like 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 just taking like core subjects and no whatchamacallits and i never like i don't even know if she ever finished yeah i did had a friend uh a close friend that i had my first started college when i was freshman went to st thomas um she was seen really bored with college um she ended up flunking out but last time i heard about her uh she ended up becoming a welder yeah they make pretty good money and they make good money i mean that's what i'm saying like i just the 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 notion that 18 year old 17 and 18 year olds can decide their whole entire future within like on well really no because they make you start like trying to decide that from like 16 15 so like trying to block off like 15 to 18 year olds like hey you need to figure out what you want to do for the rest of your life okay um, here's an assessment quiz, like taking a fucking like personality assessment quiz, like, you know, those job, like aptitude tests and shit that they like make us take or whatever. So this says that you could be, um, a veterinarian, like they, do you know all of the gross shit that goes into being a veterinarian? What if somebody hates fluids? Like what if they don't want to pick up after a dog's poop or some shit, even if they're really great at surgery? I mean, what if you deal with fucking exotic animals? Like okay you have to go treat a penguin or yeah you might just want to deal with cows they like okay these these cow can make good burgers or something like that or steak now i'm getting myself hungry <laughs> right but that's what i'm saying like you just expecting kids because that's what they are they're still minors like you won't even let these people drink or vote but you want them to decide their entire lives it's yeah, ridiculous college they want to go to and i think it's, i feel really sad about our this lost generation because i'm thinking um those who graduated during the pandemic definitely lost a lot of opportunities and like a lot of families also lost the chance to like be first generation college uh um college students because you know okay this pandemic's too expensive on my family so instead of like going off to college and getting student loans i have to stay home and help my family out so mm -hmm. i have to go get a job out of college versus like okay and go to the military and work my way up so so joey if you're listening which you should be um I need you, you need to do a student-led debt forgiveness plan, friend, especially because we're in the middle of a pandemic. Um, but even if we weren't, I'd still say that. Like, y there needs to be some sort of, like, loan forgiveness because guess what, friend? Um, I, can I can tell you with utmost certainty, and I can also say with utmost certainty that a lot of people were like, especially people of color, but I was basically, like, my entire family was told but but especially to me you're going to college yeah like there wasn't an option it wasn't it wasn't when i was in school like my mother didn't say oh like do you want to do a trade or anything like that and i don't like i don't i don't take that away from her like either of them because my dad went to college he graduated with a business degree my mom went to college way later um she didn't get to finish the first time because of my brother 
because <laughs> um, she had my brother the way to fuck things up big head um I'm just kidding but like she went to college later when I was like when she was in her 40s and she finished and she fought to be able to do that so I'm not saying that that's totally their fault but college was very important they a lot of baby boomers still have this mindset that they've been placed upon millennials saying that college is important you need to go to college if you want to have a career you have to have a degree and like I can't say they're totally lying because there's a lot of these people these baby boomers who still run these companies who are hiring managers who are the people who are just making these decisions are still saying hey you need to have a four-year degree or don't even submit your resume to me Right, because I remember something funny when I was talking to one of my coworkers because I was saying, yeah, I have a bachelor's. Like, you have a bachelor's degree? Then why are you working here? I'm thinking, I'm just trying to survive, sir. <laughs> Do you know how many people, like, have bachelor's degree? Like, essentially, at this point in time, by the time the majority of us, because we're on the younger end of the baby boom, right. I mean, the, the millennial generation, by the right. time we all graduated college and went to start getting jobs, it was worthless. Everybody has a degree now. So it's not even a benchmark anymore to be all like, it, it, it's the minimum at this point. Like, oh, you have a degree? Great. You also need to have this many years of experience. You should have been doing this in college. You should have been doing this. this. And I just got out. Bitch, how the fuck do you expect me to have five years experience? And this is a, a this is an entry level position. And I was in college this entire time. And I just got a degree. What, what did you think? Did you not think I was studying? Did you not think okay. I had tests? Oh, not entry level in terms of experience, entry level in terms of company. So you're going to pay me like slave wages and then I had to work my way up. And it's frustrating, I guess, with millennials because now we're probably considered uh, the most educated generation there is because, you exactly. know, you're doing great from a young age. You have to go in college. You earn more when you go to college. College is a great way. So I'm thinking, but good luck paying for it. It's going to pay for yourself because once you get a college degree, you're set for life. I'm thinking that's hilarious. Now I'm thinking we could be open-minded to other choices, but I'm thinking, yeah, college is, you get paid more because I know with my boyfriend talking to him, thinking, oh, if I have a college degree, he's working on it. Um, he will get paid more if he had a college degree version. He doesn't, but I'm thinking he only has one class. And it's really no difference, but I guess the only difference is that paper. So yeah. I'm just thinking, okay, just work on getting your college. But I guess also certification is also important as well, So which I'm working on now. And yeah. then probably work on to my master's. But right now, I guess good luck paying for it but I'm doing mine through a community college so I guess I'm a little bit lucky in that that it's not horribly expensive but since I have a bachelor's I can't consider for financial aid at this college yeah I mean it's it's a lot and like I mean at the end of the day like you're getting like we're the largest workforce you're we're the majority you're getting the most and you're still paying us shit you're and you can't even forgive any of our loan debt exactly you're making like, keep your or supplement something because i know in like california community college is free but that's because they like tax the shit out of everyone yeah. i'm thinking if it goes towards education that i don't have to like sell an organ to go to school that'll be great that's but we can do that nationwide but people can complain about i don't like taxes and thinking it goes towards shit that we have as a common good as a nation I'm thinking, you hate the roads? That's where your taxes going to. You love the military? That's where your taxes going to. Yeah. Uh, people are just really ignorant about the structure of this country, and I need y'all to educate yourselves. Um, okay. Uh, so I mean, this might be stupid, but I guess probably, I think we should have like a, 
uh, civics tests to become a public servant in America? Because I'm thinking so many politicians don't know how this nation works. I just think that's just more personal for me. I should probably implement that. I think so as well. I wholeheartedly agree. So Joey, if you could forgive our loans, that would be great. Um, and also implement the the things we talked about in K through 12 and pay teachers fucking more. Please pay. Do you know how many teachers I know that like most of them after five years quit? They go to another, they go to another because it's not worth it. Like it's not, you need to pay teachers more. You need to actually give a fuck about these class structures. Um, and, uh, and what they're teaching. Oh my God. Do you know how many people, so I got an English degree. Do you know how many people asked me if I was going to be a teacher? (laughs) And I told them, fuck no. Well, A, because like I can't deal, I don't have the patience to deal with that many children at that time, like that amount of time. No, ma'am. But second of all, I didn't want to be teaching kids about old dead white men. What kind of curriculum is that? Like, that's literally all. Do you know? I didn't know about most of the very um, intelligent and talented and creative writers that are out there that are people of color until I got to college. Do you know how how fucking ridiculous that sounds? That that all I was reading in high school was Shakespeare um, fucking, uh, uh, who's that female writer? I can't remember her name, but she wrote- Charlotte Bronte or something like that? uh, She wrote like a good man is hard to find. I can't remember her name. Flannery O'Connor, that's her name. Flannery O'Connor, exactly. Like Charlotte Bronte, um, uh, Virginia Woolf, blah, blah, blah. Like, it's just like, I don't- I don't I care about it. Lucky with advanced English that I did read some Amy Tan, but I guess it's kind of like weak. And then the Secret Life of Bees, mm-hmm. um, which is about a girl who uh, bonded with a bunch of black women, but I didn't like it because she just seemed so snoo. Like, oh, I'm better than these black women. I'm just thinking, can we read a different book? Exactly. So I'm like, it's just like. I'm tired of reading about these old dead white men or these dead white women. Like I would like to teach them about Juno Diaz. I would like to teach them about, um, I would like, uh, freaking, um, oh, what's her name? Zora Neale Hurston, uh, uh, Songs of Solomon. Uh, just, I want to teach these kids about the expansive. I want LGBTQ writers. Like I want to teach them about that stuff. I don't want to teach them Shakespeare. I love Shakespeare. I did a whole entire project in English on all of his sonnets. I didn't even have to do that. I misinterpreted the directions, but regardless, I did an (laughs) entire thing about his sonnets because I think they're great, but also I was tired of reading Shakespeare. At that point, I was like a Shakespeare expert because all we did in high school was Shakespeare. All I'd done in college up until that point was Shakespeare. I was tired of Shakespeare. I mean, Romeo and Juliet really sucks for those who actually read it. It Fucking sucks. (laughs) The fuck? Like, y'all met one time and this is what you do? Okay. I mean, mean, of course, I enjoyed Othello. Well, I guess the only one, like a black guy in it. And then there's also some um, evidence that a dark lady, probably a woman of African descent that Shakespeare wrote about. Some people debate that, say, no, no, just in terms of her hair, her personality, is it her no, it's skin? Not. It's her skin. I listen again, I did an entire project about his entirety of his sonnet. I know 
anyway <laughs> i know the research anyway but it's just like i i didn't want to do it because it's like i'm tired so it's like i need you to rethink curriculum not so much i have a teacher friend he's like i'm tired of all this fucking testing it's stupid like just do something but mostly forgive our student loan debts and then we'll talk about top down we'll talk about how to fix k through 12 because it's fucking atrocious yeah. anyway do you have you have a you have one more topic? Do you have one more topic? Uh no. I mean, unless we're just gonna go rants, but I guess also the pay gap. Um mm-hmm. there is a lot of evidence well, with the pay gap that it is real. Some people say it could just be the fact that it's more culturally in the US. We put like all the burden of like fairly rearing on the woman. And I guess also there's some studies that's been conducted. Uh I forgot where it's from, so I'm just quoting this. I remember what I hear from NPR that most of the losses in the job market been mostly by women, mm-hmm. but then also the uh, jobs gained is mostly by men. So I'm just thinking probably we as a society probably need to give like equal child rearing on both men and women to fix the pay gap because I'm thinking with like European countries that closed it because I think we went down in terms of like gender equality in the US. Cause we used to be 49 mm-hmm. and then the year after that we were 51. Yeah, I agree. Um, I think part of the problem could be alleviated if companies didn't have this policy of like not sharing your actual, you how much you make. Like, like, you know, cause they, it doesn't behoove them to have coworkers going, I make this. And then the person who does essentially the same job is like, but I only make this. Like it's, so I think part of that can be behooven by saying, okay, like, yeah, like uh, all out, like just, I'm an outreach coordinator just as, so all outreach coordinators make this. Yeah, well, I found out that my coworkers and I make different things. And technically, according to the National Labor Relations Act, which passed in 1935, it's actually legal for us to talk about our salary and how much we make. That's what I'm saying. So this needs to be like, this is stupid. I don't care. I'll tell. Oh, sorry. That was my phone. I thought that was me. I was like, what did I do? (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, I don't care. I'll tell anybody. If they ask me my salary, I'll be like, this is how much I make. Yeah. And they'll be all like, oh, and it's like, yeah, are you not making that? Or are you making more than me? <laughs> like, I want it because like, if I'm doing essentially the same work as you, the same, I'm working just as hard as you and you make more than me, then we have a problem. Like, because like what either, either they're not paying me enough because they see me as a woman, they see me as a person of color or so I need you to explain yourself because if it's not one of those, if it's one of those two things, I'm about to sue your ass like yeah. nobody's business so i need to know like so i i think this is law is stupid it needs to be ichnade because like all there's that- no law just that comp the companies don't want to get in trouble so it gets us more of a cultural well i guess not really a legal thing because legally it is okay to share a salary but i guess the company doesn't want them to be on our ass like oh so you're paying this uh this mediocre white man more than me exactly that's what the- and that's the point they don't want us to talk about it because it behooves them for us to just be all like oh we're all the same we know we're not the same okay it's just physical proof that we're not the same um so yeah that's that's pretty much all i have to say about that yeah i think also companies as a whole i guess probably start with the biggest companies top down probably just increase work-life balance it gets us more personal 
mm-hmm. um, unless the government has to strong arm them to that. I'm thinking it would be easier on the population, I guess, a lot more if we like get like four 10 hour days versus mm-hmm. five eight hour days. Yeah. Because when I worked as a contractor, I could set my own hours when I worked at a big name oil company. Mm-hmm. Um, it was pretty sweet. So I guess working for 10 hour days, I feel like a more productive work and then just working five eight hour days because I'm just, I have no work to do. I'm just sitting there just burning time. Yeah, I mean, and this is, uh, there's too many studies now at this point that said we should go to a four day works, four day work week and we should have flexible hours. This idea that like, so my company is pretty progressive uh, on this topic. Like they don't allow it anymore, which I think is bogus, but like the senior staff, like mm-hmm. my boss is specifically like she gets to work four day 10 hour work week so she has what they call it four tens Mm -hmm. right and then we so there's only there's only two options for the rest of us and that was to work um every other friday so uh uh, what do they call it um work weeks or yeah like so like we get every other friday off essentially like so we work nine hours every day one friday eight hours and then one friday we get off every two weeks so that's yeah. how it works. And I can't remember what the hell they call that. But um, like that's that's the kind of schedule they implement. And I mean, there are some days when I'm kind of like I'm bored. And then some days where I work the entire day and I'm like, where did the day go? But it's just kind of like that. I think like, yeah, like four day, 10 hour work weeks makes more sense or like flexible, like being flexible that way. Because I know like some people have jobs where like, they may have to come in on a Saturday or a Sunday because that's just the type of work they do. But right. allowing that flexibility makes for better workers, makes for more efficient workers. Like if you have a mom who you're like, hey, you have to work every like five days this week, eight hours, and she has to go pick up her kid. What the fuck is she going to do? Guess what? For the last couple of for the first couple of hours, she's going to be scrambling, like, who am I going to get to pick up my kid today? Because they're sick. Or like, who am I going to get? There are so many situations that these companies are not thinking about because they just want to maintain this idea of the status quo. They think people are going to do like work schedules that they're not going to like, but you won't know until you try, like you let them do it. And hey, if they're happier, guess what? You're not going to have like a huge turnover rate or a leave rate where people are like bye i'm gonna find another company like google who's gonna let me bring my kid to work because that's how fucking chill they are or something like like hello like get with the program damn it like it does also depends on the nature of the work well, if it's saying with like yeah. healthcare, i guess there's really no rest day if we work like with patients mm-hmm. or versus if you work in oil and i guess it also depends on the work um the type of work that you do and i guess yeah. Uh, Cause with my job, well, my job and working work like five to six days, it, it does get hella exhausting. But I guess, well, I have health insurance, so yeah, I guess it really depends on the industry. So I guess I can't complain too much. Uh, I mean, you can complain. <laughs> you, there, I'm just saying things can always be better. And yeah, yeah. I, I agree with you fully that some industries, but for people who work in offices, which is like a large percentage of people you yeah. don't need to be there five days a days a week eight hours a day you really don't you don't you don't you 
industry and nature of our job because I know like since I work in a lab and our office side our office side has the option to work from home whereas I'm thinking damn I can't bring my chemicals and everything with me home I mean I will be making meth that I bring every one of my things home so I can't breaking bad um (laughs) I suck that chemistry but I did but it's actually pretty simple how to make meth I guess the most suspicious thing is just kind of the ingredients to get it so yeah if I get like like 20 vials of cough medicine is going to raise some eyebrows and I get reported to like the ATF. Don't tell people too many ways on how to make meth. They're going to, they're going to flag us, Belmar. Um, speaking, this is not a good transition, but the last thing I have is climate change. So I'm just going to like, ooh, that's science. Science is real. Let's preface it with that. Science is real people. Like, please, for all of you climate change deniers, shut the fuck up. I don't want to talk to y'all. Um, the earth is getting warmer like and there's there's consequences to our actions okay just like i said about free speech the fact that the industrial revolution brought upon all of these chemicals into the atmosphere right is not helping us whatsoever so maybe you're wondering uh nikki alley what chemicals are you talking about i'm gonna tell you right now um carbon dioxide methane water vapor and nitrous oxide as well as chlorofluorocarbons are the main greenhouse gases which sidebar (laughs) i fucking hate that word (laughs) i fucking hate that phrase are the main greenhouse gases that contribute to global warming and um climate change now chlorofluorocarbons are already being regulated as we speak that's not totally the issue um water vapor apparently this is all according to nasa i'll put it in the work cited i did my i like nasa i did my research based in houston um so like the the main proponent that we need to regulate now is carbon dioxide because the others are not really as i mean they're still not helping but they're not as potent as car it's the carbon dioxide stays in the atmosphere longer than these others and it's mainly what we're emitting so it's largely something that we can control right and so um um i'm gonna a fun fact um uh, a scientist i'm assuming he's a scientist named tyndall um, knew about climate change since 1859. So basically, y'all have been ignoring this, these scientists for almost 200 years. So how does that feel? Um, <laughs> people, scientists have been telling y'all, uh, hey, there's something wrong. And y'all have been like, mm, no. <laughs> for scientists. A long ass time. And y'all are just kind of like, I don't believe it. Um, so anyway, the um, 95% certain, like the, so there's, I don't even know what to call the group that met under the um oh what's the word I'm looking climate accord or is it a different one? Uh it might be under the United Nations. So right. it's a group of countries. Yeah, they all met and the scientists all got together and the scientists said, Yeah, we're ninety-five percent certain that it's humanity's fault that uh we're the war earth is warming. And they were like, aha. So uh here we go. There's significant repercussions to this. It's not just that it's a little warmer, you know, or that, you know, the polar bears are in trouble because their ice caps are melting. That's very important. But it's also the fact that, you know, sea levels are rising. So that means that these cities and these countries that are anywhere near water 
built right. under sea level or like you know i think they showed a picture of the maldives if you think the maldives is beautiful that's great but if we keep going down this route guess what they're going to be whooshed under a giant thing of water at some point because the sea level's rising. So you won't get to go to the Maldives, okay? Because it won't be there. Um, but it's not just affecting that. It's rising sea levels, as I said. The, the ocean is acidic at this point, which means that this is affecting people's lives. Like, it's affecting the fishermen and be able to catch fish. It's affecting... It's affecting the, the habitats underneath the ocean. So you've got species dying out down there. Um, it's, I mean, it's, and it's not just affecting that. The warmth that's going on um, is affecting, um, like, not just the climate, but it's affecting crops. It's affecting um, diseases. Guess what? I would be willing to bet money that COVID-19 came about as a result of climate change. So guess what? You brought upon your own demise, okay? It increases pests. Killer hornets, probably also climate change. I have no factual evidence to back most of these claims up, but I'm just saying, I'm pretty sure some scientists out there have been theorizing, okay? Yeah. And it has been affecting, like you said, different species, because I know like certain turtles, um, their fertility affects like, okay, if it's like basic or more secular, like different temperatures produce like more uh, male or females, I believe is like, uh, hot-blooded males, cold-blooded females, so mm -hmm. some species have been walking around like a sausage fest or a donut fest yeah. and not really producing that well because the weather got everyone out of whack, and I guess it's really a lot of big companies that have been affecting mostly climate change, not just really mm -hmm. a small person with their pickup truck, so, yeah. and a lot of people said also cows, thinking mm -hmm. a lot of people produce cows, and I guess it's really not the cows farting, it's more cows belching. Uh, that can be, that goes more into greenhouse gases. Yeah. So I mean, yeah, all of that is all of that is pertinent. Uh, pertinent. I can talk. Um, it's yeah. It's I mean, this is it's affecting species, affecting us, and like I'm really tired of people going. Here's the way that you can help with, um, uh, cl climate change, fighting climate change, bits me like doing renewable energy in my house. Yeah, that's great, but it's a small. My footprint is literally the size of like a baby gecko. Okay, in in response, on a giant beach. Yeah, like it, and the rest of the beach is fucking um, giant oil and gas companies. That's every. That's every other. That's the majority of the beaches. They like we are literally like a sandcastle, and they are the rest of the shoreline. Okay, like so. I need you to stop talking to us and start start talking to them. And what I mean by start talking to them is I need you to make policies in which they are required to either transfer to renewable energy. So that means you need to stop with oil. You need to stop with other fossil fuels, coal, any of that shit. And you need to transfer to the greener energy, electricity, wind, solar. I need you to get into that shit. Like, you know, well, the president say those kill eagles. So first of all, eagles don't even like his ass. One tried to eat him. So... <laughs> <laughs> so why is he picking why is he vouching for the eagles all right second of all what <laughs> we're not about to we're not it doesn't to. so yeah fact fact check a uh, wind turbines don't kill eagles they don't kill eagles birds are not that fucking dumb they're not that smart but they're not that dumb um so 
I need that's what that's what we need to be talking about because again carbon dioxide is the main proponent of this and a lot of the a large percentage percentage of that are these oil and gas companies and that can't be denied and it will not be denied so what needs to happen is these car manufacturers need to go to electrical vehicles and they need to make that more affordable because I would love to have an electric vehicle. I live in a city. It's not that far for me to drive to my job or anywhere else. And I would like to not contribute to carbon emissions with my, with my car. Like, you know what I'm saying? Um, But also I'm broke because again, student loan debt, pandemic, etc so like if you could make that more affordable that would be great um more affordable hybrids and also i guess if you're going to get more affordable hybrids on the road you also need train mechanics have to deal with them because they'll look like hybrid cars um they are expensive i guess they're more advanced so if i try to go to like a mom pa shop in the middle of like north dakota and my car breaks down like i don't know what's wrong with your engine so I'll probably be fucked. Right. And then there needs to be electrical stations in, in like, they need to overtake all of these, like, gas stations. Like, electric charging stations need to be everywhere. I think, I was actually super impressed. Like, there are a lot more than I thought there would be. Like, uh, for instance, like, the mall that we usually frequent, they have literal parking spots for electric cars to park yeah. and charge it, which I think is great. But that needs to be the norm like because i mean we can't we can't keep doing this like i think y'all think that this is not a big of a deal as it is and by the time you realize that it is a big of a deal as it is you're gonna be dead like you just (laughs) there will be nothing that you could do so these big oil and gas companies these um these other manufacturers um, they need to be held accountable and they need to be like, it needs to be, Hey, I need to see your plan to, to start using oil and coal and all of this less and transfer to renewables within the next couple of years, or you can just, you can go. That needs to be like charging Exxon. Cause I'm guessing that's the only time they ever do trickle down. And I guess, huh? Yeah, because I'm thinking that's probably why Joe Biden lost Louisiana and Texas because we're like big oil companies. Yeah, it is. But again, they're going to have to get on the horse or shut up. You're going to get like, let. I mean, uh, listen, nobody can judge the state of this the union by any of the southern states. You should never trust any of the southern states because they picked the Confederacy. Nobody <laughs> nobody cares yeah, about that. It also goes into more politics where like a lot of these big oil companies also funded a lot of these programs at school. I mean, I guess adding insult like, Exxon in Baytown, Texas, funded Robert E. Lee High School, their science program. Yeah, they did. Yeah, I know they do. Like, I used to work for an oil and gas company as well. It wasn't a big one, but I used to work for one, and they would go they go to these like STEM education camps or whatever. They hold these like they hold these programs where they teach kids more about stuff like that. And it's like, I understand, but like those kids and education and other parts of the country should not be punished because you are not doing what you're supposed to do. Right. 
And I guess also punishing them, I guess. I guess they'll, if I guess if you end up uh, poisoning people, kind of like with the people in Flint, where they're actually charging the previous governor who laid down the word for the water line. So I'm thinking, yeah, thinking start charging them taxes because I'm thinking probably OSHA and other like government agencies to probably have like more oversight on these oil businesses and thinking, okay, mm-hmm. we're still gonna start punishing you if you pass certain emissions point and mm-hmm. get more technical with that. Yeah, I think so. So, I mean, that's, and there's a cute, like if y'all wanna look at it, there's a cute uh, like thing on NPR that I looked up and it was like, it basically is like a forward look look into the future. Like, we got rid of climate change and this is how we did it in like 2050. And like, it basically breaks down the major points of like, uh, like climate change and like what we need to do to fix it. Like one of them, which I think is really smart, is restructuring cities so that more things are within walking distance in more like neighborhoods. So like, yeah. let's just say if you live in, uh, if you live in Clear Lake, or whatever restructuring because there's a lot of these neighborhoods are giant and sprawling and like there's too much land for no reason and there's fucking cul-de-sacs which make it like it's just it's structured so stupidly but it's so it's like restructuring cities and stuff so that things can be in walking distance so like creating like tiny towns or whatever almost to where it's like i don't have to get in my car and drive that often like because hello everything's right here or if I do have to go somewhere maybe I don't have to take my car my electric car um anywhere because I can take the train like a like a light rail like really quick or I can hop on like a I don't know like a electric scooter I don't know something like that but like restructuring places so that things we don't have to and that also takes care of our health problem like our obesity problem especially yeah. in texas if you make things more walkable yeah and i know like europe they uh built cities around people whereas in america especially when say in texas it's built around cars so unless you live like in an urban area where you can walk to different places like if you live in suburbs or rural area you're not gonna go far without a car and having my grandparents like live in like east texas like marshall texas and jefferson texas where you won't get far without a car you're going to need a car to like drive to the nearest big town mm-hmm. all the way in louisiana and mm-hmm. that's where get some doctors so yeah i think we probably need to rethink towns and i guess how to like fix different communities i guess rural areas might be different from than how we're going to fix the suburbs and urban areas and so on and so forth yeah yeah, so I think that's important. Um, so yeah, I'll definitely put that in the description so everybody can kind of look at that and see what NPR said. I think it was really smart. I think it was really cute. And um, yeah, um, I Joe, Joey Biden, if you're listening, I need you to like put these, light a fire under these people's asses. Like yes, all those in uh, his administration, Mr. Joseph Biden, R. Biden. Mm-hmm. So uh, get that fix up that'll be great that'd be great so that we don't all die because none of the rest of this matters if we die and like you know (laughs) 40 years or something and none of the rest of this matters if we die in like 40 50 whatever many years (laughs) it doesn't matter like i'm saying so 
that like and i and i will say this like uh i've seen a lot of reports where he's talking about rejoining the paris climate accords great fantastic i've seen a lot of reports where he said he's going to address COVID 19 within the first day and he's already created like you know small teams i think to be able to to start you know like the plans to of of the vaccine and all that stuff and how to tackle it so yes i do think i think he's in the right track but i also just wanted to throw this in there joe if you're listening so that you can be reminded that you have a lot to do sorry sorry uh, yeah, and then i guess trump's trying to mess up well i guess everyone in the trump administration is trying to like mess up and then they have to do a lot of cleaning by day one so yeah. Yeah, it's gonna really suck. So practically, just took a fart in the elevator and left. Trump's doing in the situation and just a like fart like a like a like a cow, and then let it <laughs> let it marinate anyway. So um, yeah, I think we're done ranting. Um, do you want to take a break real quick? I'm so thirsty. We've been on here forever. This is gonna be the longest episode that I've ever posted. Yeah, um, you give me like a. And give me something to eat. Yeah. Food or bagel or banana. Okay. I'm going to get some water and uh, we'll be right back, everybody. <laughs> All right. We're back. Yay. Yay. All right. We're going to play shenanigans real quick and then we're going to give you girls some terrible Reddit advice. So, um, Belmar's, pick a number, girl. Okay. I'm going to choose 15. 15 okay 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 i gotta scroll if you hear some snacking sorry we're eating snacks because we're hungry (laughs) (laughs) we're very hungry okay okay what's your healthiest obsession well my healthiest obsession right now i'm gonna do an attraction is these wonderful smart sweets Oh. They're a great alternative to sugar. They only have like one to two grams per bag and mm-hmm. they're also high in fiber. So I'm actually enjoying it. It's, I guess, the better alternative to sugar. Right now I'm eating these Red Twists, which kind of tastes like licorice. They also have like these sour candies. So it's a woman-owned uh, company. And mm-hmm. on top of that, it's also vegan approved because it's plant-based. And I guess if you're on keto, it's great. So this is currently my healthiest obsession. So, yeah. Cool. My healthiest obsession right now, I guess, would be that (laughs) yesterday, I'm, so I'm, I think I'm, I'm loving myself a lot more, which is nice even though um, I ate like trash the last year <laughs> because of the pandemic, but whatever, your girl is trying. She, I have been going to the gym a lot, so there's that. But um, yesterday I spent all day in this like Savage X Fenty lingerie, which also average free advertising for Rihanna, love for Savage X Fenty. <laughs> but it was like this, um, this, what do I call it? It's like a jumpsuit almost, like, but it was like half, you know, sexy at the top or whatever. Ooh, it's a little, oh, yeah. So I, I was really feeling myself, so I may have taken some pictures in it, which is not, which is not normal for me, uh, because I don't like pictures of myself. But I was feeling myself yesterday, so nice. I took lots of pictures in that 
lingerie. So, I mean, nobody's gonna ever see it, maybe, but <laughs> but I did it, and I'm I I think that's great. And so now I'm like, mm, do I want to do a boudoir shoot? I don't know, but maybe I'll work up to it. So that's my healthy obsession, just loving myself. Good night. Yes, we love it. Okay. Let's uh, go to some unhealthy obsessions with some Reddit relationships. Because I live for trash. <laughs> yes, trash! Mess! <laughs> so, Anon Girl 1997 said, My friend pushes a religious belief down my throat, calls me names for using birth control, and disapproves of my boyfriend because he's not of our religion. Okay, now full story. My friend and I are both 23-year-old females, She's a low, long-time friend, but I'm considering ending our friendship because of the way she pushes religion and a conservative lifestyle down my throat while deeply insulting my personal choice regarding my health, sexual health, and love life. Her and I are same religion, Jewish, and she's far more religious than me. She keeps the Sabbath and prays on a basis, which I think is really awesome, but not my thing, and I'm getting so tired of her opening judgment about it. What really had pushed me over the edge and brought me to the sub was our conversation tonight about birth control, specifically IUDs. I have one, and I deep regret sharing that with her. She told me a decision to put a foreign object in my body was foolish and pointless because I shouldn't be having sex before marriage anyway. I'm a 23-year-old American girl in a healthy, committed relationship. I am entitled to sex without her judgment, and her implication that I'm not, that I'm not is degrading. I've been dating my boyfriend for a long time now and didn't tell her for a while because he isn't Jewish, and I don't need her disapproving commentary. In fact, I call her one of my closest friends, yet I couldn't tell her about my relationship out of fear of her aggressive judgment telling me that perhaps the friendship should end. In reality, I value my friendship with her is why I'm here. This is the only problem in our friendship other than this. All is good. We've been great friends for years. I'd love to work through this, but I don't see how and I need advice. I try to openly talk to her about it, but she refuses to see where I'm coming from quickly change the topic. I feel like it's a hopeless cause. Um, okay, so you do you want to go first or should I go first? I'll let you go first. Okay. Um break up with her um um, i mean listen when you were halfway in the story i was thinking to myself well then you should just bring this up there and see what happens but clearly you have before and she has decided that she is not going to be tolerant see this is where my rant about tolerance comes full circle it's being taught like she decided you can have differing opinions as friends like belmars and i we probably don't agree on everything i haven't found something majorly we haven't disagreed on yet i mean agreed on yet but i'm sure there's something but you don't have to agree on everything to be friends with people there are some people that i'm friends with that i don't agree but i respect their decisions and i understand that they live their life how they want to live their life and that's it's it's not affecting me it's not negatively affecting you and so there go therefore i mean you do what you want to do but she's being intolerant and loud about it like loud and intolerant and like that's just like a no for me now if you i i don't consider that a friendship like what she's doing to you i don't degrading you like questioning your choices um and if she's constantly breathing, no, no, sweetie. Like, I, I just, I know you value her as a friend and that's great. So I feel like you need to, I feel like you've, too many times you've kind of let this slip when you tried to have this conversation. So you need to come to her and say, hey, you've crossed my boundaries. 
It's not okay to talk about my boyfriend like that. It's not okay to talk about. Well, she doesn't know about the boyfriend. Okay. He hasn't told her about the boyfriend because, you know, he's not Jewish. And of course, Uh, that he's dating a non Jewish guy. He's she's probably going to flip out. Okay. All right. Well, I would be like, you, I would be like, you have no respect for my choices. You are degrading me. You are, um, you were calling me names and that is just not something that I can like continue. So I either would like to see change behavior from you or you can lose my number and we can't be friends anymore. That's, that's my, cause like if you've tried to talk to her about this before and she's kind of brushed you off and changed the subject, she doesn't want to, she doesn't want to change. So it's, you have to give it to that. You're like, do you value me enough as your friend to be able to keep your opinions to yourself and not degrade me like as a human being or do you value your value system more? Which is it? Right. And I'm thinking, and I agree uh, that at this point, you probably should break up with your friend. And it's going to be hard because I'm thinking, I guess, talking from our point of view, I'm thinking Nikki, Al, and I do have like differing views. And I do have like some friends who are a little bit more conservative than I am in that department. But I guess at the end of the day, we still respect each other for our choice. Like, okay, some of my friends waited till marriage. Me, personally, I'm thinking, I'm feeling you. I'm doing what feels right. So I'm thinking the fact that you're, as you're, as a friend, they're not really respecting you. I'm thinking I, it's really not worth it to keep the friendship. And I guess kind of like the sunken cost fallacy. Like, well, I already invested this much into this friendship. I don't want to break it up now. I'm just thinking at this point. She's not really helping you as a friend, I guess, as a person. I guess kind of this friendship feels degrading mm-hmm. unless you want to keep my arms linked, just be an acquaintance and just say, okay, let's not talk about my sex life. Don't talk about my religion. Let's, talk, let's not talk about this. But I'm thinking, so I'm thinking at this point, rip the Band-Aid off and probably just break up with this friend or just continue being miserable. So I'm just thinking just rip the Band-Aid off or just probably keep him as an acquaintance. I think so too. I mean, that's a good, I'm an all or nothing sometimes kind of person. So, I mean, that's a good compromise, Beaumont. Just be like, hey, you can be, we can be, I don't want to, but I don't want you to ever talk about such and such and such and such again. And if she can't do that, then bye. Like, sometimes I feel like I'm ruthless, but I understand at the same time. If, um, I mean, obviously I've never had, Bell Mars is my oldest friend. And like, I feel like we as two people have like grown um obviously throughout our lives and we haven't grown like really I mean there were time there was a time like when we weren't as close as we were but we came back together and I feel like we came back together as two individuals who you know are respectful tolerant uh, who have a good moral standing and like and moral basis and like that's I mean as long as she respects me, I respect her and she's not doing something wild and I'm not doing something wild. It's totally against like our like humanity or something. Like, I feel like we're, we're great. Like, so, I mean, I feel like at this point you two have grown apart, like, you know, and I, it's hard because when you have, it sounds like you've had this friend for a very long time and it can be extremely difficult to cut off friends. I feel like it's worse than breaking up with a boyfriend yeah. sometimes. Yeah, romantic partner breaking up with a friend because yeah. I guess you spend so much time and energy mm-hmm. and so like, it's kind of, it's kind of hard. So I'm thinking it's not going to be easy breaking up with a friend, I admit that. So I'm thinking at this point, probably you guys need some time away she probably needs to do some gross to realize well I guess 
she probably should get more exposed to, I guess, outside of her little bubble. So she's not too conservative. That's my opinion. But I guess you can't really force someone to have personal growth. I guess they need their own uh, see the light moment. Exactly. Stay anyway, yeah. They, they, you can't. I totally agree 100% Balmar. If you can't make her do anything, you can only say what you will tolerate. And if that's not something you want to tolerate, then don't do it. Yeah. End of discussion. Cool. Okay, I have one. It's, it's from a male perspective. Um, it says, I, he's 18 years old, probably creeped out a girl who's also 18 years old. For most of high school, how can I improve myself to make sure that I don't do something like that again? Which we love. We love. Love a redemption arc. We love a redemption arc. Okay. So this boy basically says he's coming into high school. He was dumb and socially inept. <laughs> Those are his words, not mine. <laughs> and he had no friends. He's like, he didn't, he says, um, before the first friends that he made freshman year was a female friend. Um, and he had a crush on her. It's typical. Um, he had seen her around town. They worked in the same grocery store. They had a few mutual friends, mutual hobbies, but they never talked. Um, uh he said he cold texted her a few times which i haven't heard somebody say they cold call or cold texted somebody in forever this kid has an old soul nobody says that i got um, text and thinking how do you get my number it's kind of creepy yeah i think and she's like he's like though in retrospect she clearly wasn't interested in talking to me he goes on to say he said it went uh entirely over his 15 year old brain and he started getting creepy creepy he says he won't go into details um, and he's embarrassing. She's like, but he would wait in corners to see her take hidden photos and delete afterwards quickly because he realizes that it's dumb and gave her a hobby related gift without asking first. By the time he was 16, he had made friends, developed an idea what a healthy and unhealthy interpersonal relationships look like. And he was embarrassed by what he'd done before, but he still had a crush on her and he had still checked social media and could not entirely let himself think that she didn't want to talk to him. And then that went on for a good chunk. Um, as time went on, though, most of this had slipped from his mind, and he had seen her at a few meetups, and they had small talk, and they indirectly worked on a project together, and he was embarrassed the whole time. He said, because he had no idea of how much that earlier creepy stuff she had noticed. And because he said if she did notice, she never acknowledged it. And honestly, he's afraid of the idea that someone might think of him as a creep. He said, I bring this all up now because COVID has been very isolating and made it very hard to meet new people. And I unfortunately find myself going back and looking through online accounts of people I knew pre-COVID. Um, he said, I noticed that she had blocked me on all social media and pretty recently too. Oh, he, she blocked you. This, he's like, this really hit me because I can guess from this point that she probably did notice some of the stuff I did and that I probably am a creep in somebody else's mind. I thought about reaching out to apologize for a second. We have mutual friends that are active in a lot of the same online communities, but she clearly wants to be left alone and that's the best thing to do. It is painful. He said it was and still painful and very, very embarrassing. He's like, but I'm completely in the wrong. I feel very bad about this whole thing and I wanna make sure I don't do something to someone uncomfortable like that again. It's especially difficult to just admit to myself she wants nothing to do with you, stop. And if anybody has advice in that, I appreciate it. So Belmars, what do you think? I'm thinking, I guess it's great that he's doing the right thing. Kind of have like that self-reflection journey. Mm -hmm. I'm thinking you're, you're doing very good for a kid your age because I understand guys can be creepy and inept. So I'm thinking probably continue on this, this self-journey. So make sure you ever meet a nice woman down the line and probably 
don't do any of this creepy shit again. So I'm thinking, just continue doing that and continue being honest. And I'm thinking if this girl ever wants to talk to you, I think the first thing you probably say to her is probably like apologize for what you did. But I think at this time, she probably wants nothing to do with them. So probably just let her be. And I just thinking, continue living your life and I just, and um, probably don't be creepy in the future. And I guess be openly more considerate. Yeah. I would have to agree with all of that. Um, I think um, you should definitely wait it out. Like, I think you still do owe her an apology because it's obviously, I feel like this is going to be some sort of mental block for you if you don't get out the apology because it's clearly bothering you and it's going to continue to bother you until you have the opportunity to apologize to her. Um, but like Belmar said, I think you should leave her alone for right now, kind of let her sit and stew. And I think continue to work on yourself. Um the fact that you even have admitted this is a great acknowledged what you've done is a great first step because a lot of people don't get there until like way down the line when somebody has to kind of forcibly remind them that hey do you remember in high school when you like took pictures of jessica all the fucking time you fucking like just like until like you know like you don't want to be at a reunion like a 10-year reunion and this girl is like avoiding you like because you never realized that you were a creep i think this is i think it's good that you acknowledge this i think you do need to continue working on yourself i definitely i suggest for everybody therapy but like if you want to pop in for like a quick talk space therapist or something like that and be all like hey what kind of what can I work on to make sure that like, you know, I don't repeat these patterns. Cause like, right. I definitely don't want to do, I want to have better relationships. Then I think they could give you like a lot of tips and tools, but I think like, yeah, like, um, I think, you know, you try, like you go up to people, you have that confidence to go up to people and talk to them because it's very hard to make friends as an adult. I understand that. Yeah. But like having the confidence to go up to people and be like, hey, I noticed you were doing such and such or, oh, hey, I like that whatever thing that you're doing or, hey, I figured you looked cool. I wanted to talk to you across the room and take whatever you're given at face value and be like, okay, thank you. Have a nice day or, oh, great. You, you like this too. Let's be friends. You know? I think people tend to make it a little harder than it is, but like if, you know, you want to be friends with people who want to be your friends, right? Okay. I think. So, um, yeah, like wait a couple months, maybe even half a year, try to apologize to her again. Maybe they like reach out like somehow and be like, hey, I'm really sorry. I know I did this and this and this. Um, yeah. And then uh, could just continue with this mindset because it's great. I love that. You don't see uh publicly at least a lot of people especially men kind of saying I want to work on myself because I know I did something that's not that wasn't appropriate so I I commend you honestly all right yeah I'm thinking also I think it's also important because one person mentioned that therapy will be very helpful uh reddit user Richard Black uh Bachman Said, in junior high school, I developed an obsessive crush on a boy. He was very abusive towards me, and I really let him walk over me. He spit in my face, and I still kept up a relationship with him. I saw a therapist about it, and I was able to get some clarity. I stayed in contact until my early 20s, though. It was all such a waste. I put him on such a pedestal, and most of my feelings and thoughts of him weren't even based in reality. He was a really shitty person all around. He died young, and I still dream about one to two times per week. The brain gets a strange machine, so I'm thinking therapy is important if you can get the time and the resource. So. Yeah, that's important. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. And what you definitely don't want to do, like he mentioned earlier, you don't want to develop that sort of unhealthy attachment where you don't even like 
you fantasize and and that happens to a lot of people like you know just personally like i i've had to like work my way out of like just seeing a person one like meeting a person and having a short interaction with them and then spiraling into this whole like this is the kind of person they would be and this is the kind of friendship we can have and this is the kind of like you don't you have to take that one day at a time so i think it like that example gave you like what you don't want to do is like go the entirely opposite direction and like let people like you know have un- unrealistic expectations of them and like let them as he said like walk out spit in your face we would fight i'm yeah. sorry i can't get over that like we would fight <laughs> we would fight i would fight <laughs> like like you would you would spit in my face and then you'd have no teeth because i would have punched them out of your mouth just say like i don't you this what no no okay but uh, uh that's that's all for me Mars. do you have anything else to add make sure you don't go into the opposite direction or repeat the same thing again where you just like super duper idolize people because i guess for me i'm thinking huh i have a crush on someone thinking okay it's really just them or just really the qualities that i admire myself mm-hmm like okay this person's really oh this person's great fun fun thinking i just really admire my admire this person for their degrees or any kind of make me uh, reflect more on myself i just idolize certain qualities in a person that i want to see in myself most likely so mm-hmm. just, just be careful and don't go like you uh nikki alley say go in extreme in one direction mm-hmm. Well, all right, kids, that was a nearly three hour long podcast. <laughs> oh, for today, um, follow us on social media. It's uh, it's at Nikki Ali uh, Muse on uh, Twitter and at Nikki Ali G on Instagram, Belmars. Um, yeah, you can do lady underscore word 94 for my Instagram and the same for my Snapchat and the same for my Snapchat as well if you want to find me. Yeah, and then also please follow her Bo Verism. He makes the musica for this And I, he has been t- talking with his friend. He might be able to start a sports podcast of his own. Mm-hmm. So once he gets that up and running, I'll go ahead and rep his stuff. Who knows, mm-hmm. maybe a crossover episode, but I only know so much about sports, so we I will literally just be there to ask dumb questions. <laughs> We're gonna be there. like, we love James Harden. No, we hate James Harden. Fuck him. Oh no, and we'll be like, what happened on the season finale of football? <laughs> oh my god. Oh, all right, y'all. Um three listen countdown countdown neck by next week we'll have a new president next episode a new president are you excited get hyped i hopefully i'm excited to have like a normal presidency and have a president that likes animals again because donald trump's the first president not to have an animal in the white house um bro i saw a cut episode they were playing fear pong and it was conservatives versus democrat uh, liberal and the liberal told the conservative that trump didn't have a dog and that man was like oh i don't trust people who don't like dogs and he's like wow that was that was what made you go there like that was the breaking point for you (laughs) wow these people are ridiculous but yeah that man didn't have a dog he doesn't like dogs or eagles or probably cats 
or you know commitment and healthy marriage yeah he's allergic to all of that anything that can sense that he's a demon in a flesh suit he's like i don't want it (laughs) anyway um be nice to each other unless somebody is a trump supporter and then I mean, if they're violent, please report them to the FBI because I am a little bit nervous next week because a lot of FBI's heard about warnings about attacks on state capitals. So please, everyone, stay safe. Uh, wear your mask. Um, please don't be afraid of vaccines. Mm-hmm. Um, get vaccinated and take care of yourself. And like I said, be nice. Be nice. Yeah, um, and uh, happy new president. Happy Martin Luther King Jr. Day tomorrow. Well, by the time this comes out, it will be Martin Luther King Jr. So happy Martin Luther King Jr. Day. Woo, birthday. Hey, and um, it's, actually, it's actually on the 15th, which is actually, I think, Friday. Yeah, and I had that off as well. So <laughs> for me, it doesn't matter. Every day is a holiday. Anyway, um, <laughs> yeah, happy Martin Luther King Jr.'s birthday. Not actually birthday day tomorrow or today when this comes out and um yeah stay safe y'all love you bye